0: so unpredictable, here
1: on the SNL Network. Yes, that is right. Welcome, everybody, on in to the Saturday Night Network for the first podcast that will begin the celebration of 50 years of Saturday Night Live. We are now less than one year away from SNL 50 believe it or not, that is scheduled to be on Sunday, February sixteenth, twenty twenty five. And a lot of people believe that this will be the most incredible television event ever. Maybe the last great television event ever, potentially. There's so many there's so much hyperbole coming into uh, that particular weekend. Uh, There's so many plans that are being in the works right now. I hear that, you know, from what I've seen from NBC, they're working on a very long celebration, including some stuff beginning in the Olympics this summer, uh, going all the way to a special at uh, Radio City Music Hall that weekend. And then, uh, of course, the special SNL 50 on that Sunday night. And I'm sure that over here at the SNN, we will have plenty of coverage coming up next year. So I'm really excited for that. But we thought since we are now within a year Let's lock in some very early predictions of things that we might see on this great Saturday Night Live night. And I brought in a few podcasters with us to get that done on this break between SNL episodes.
2: So first up, let's bring in our SNL historian, Bill Kenny. Bill, how are you? John, I'm doing great. Uh so excited. It's been a long time since you tasked us with such a challenging thing uh with just a couple days notice. So I, I'm up for the challenge. <laughs> I'm ready for it. And if any of mine get on SNL 50, I want a damn writing credit. You hear me, Lorne? Yes, absolutely. So uh, you may have heard
1: that we're going to have an SNL Stories tonight. We will have one on our next break. So sometimes those things uh, get moved around a little bit. I had this idea in the back pocket, though, because I thought that this would be fun. And I do want to thank our panel tonight for putting it together at the last minute. I always appreciate our friends over here at the SNN. But uh, yeah, I mean, if you are listening and you're working at SNL, uh, feel free to take these ideas. Like, just don't let us broom good ideas for you. So um, we, we might have some really creative ones tonight. And uh, I know a guy who's very creative. and That would be TJ Randolph. TJ, how are you?
0: Uh, John, I, I'm unprepared This how I am. Just to reiterate what Bill was saying, uh, you asked us do th- th- this so last minute, I didn't have enough time to write any notes. I did. I had the time to write a little bit of things, but to be honest, I also needed to watch, uh, I'm behind on Love is Blind, and so I was watching season five. But I, I just didn't have time, John, to create ideas. I had to watch Sean Grant's starry Super Bowl ad like a bazillion times. I, I had a lot of things on my plate here. Uh, and so this may be the worst I ever do in a draft but i'm i'm happy to be here with all of my smart and talented uh colleagues as as the hot one so i'm just i'm glad to be here and uh you know uh thank you for having me
1: absolutely always under promise and over deliver so that is the way (laughs) to go Uh, (laughs) um, yes and uh, of course we couldn't do this without uh, another smart colleague of ours and that would be kirsten kirsten royala kirsten how you doing
3: I'm great. And I'm going to brown nose a little bit and say I am very prepared. I have wow. pages of notes that are Girl. highlighted. So I guess I made time, TJ. Got,
0: she got three highlighters. Huh? this is like uh this is like a cheat sheet like i don't know about you
1: guys like whenever like uh, i know i'm I'm telling on myself now but you know were you those types of people that would like write on your arm like just to just like memorize things like in high school when you'd go for a test like that's the type of cheat sheets that i'm seeing from kirsten right over here oh
3: no these aren't cheat sheets because i just don't have a great memory um but i also love a good highlighter so (laughs) Um, i'm very excited i'll tell you why i'm super excited though is because Usually when we do drafts, there's a finite number of answers. And right now we get to be so creative that I can't wait to hear what everyone has to share.
1: Absolutely. Joining us as well, last but not least, is the great Sammy K. Sammy, how are you doing?
4: John, I'm doing well. This, uh, Yeah, this is such a, a fun concept for a draft. Uh, in preparation for this, I, I did rewatch SNL 40. Crazy how it's almost been 10 years since then. And it's just going to be really hard to top. So it's going to be interesting to see if we as a collective group of smart SNL diehard fans can maybe help make it uh, even better than the greatness that was SNL 40. So I'm excited to see what everyone brings to the table.
1: Definitely. So you mentioned SNL 40. SNL 40 is, you know, part of my origin story of how this podcast got created in the first place. I watched that show and I was a huge SNL fan. And I saw all of these, you know, former cast members and greatest moments happening. And I was like, I felt such FOMO. I just wanted to understand what was happening. So it inspired me to go back and watch everything from the beginning and eventually create this thing. And yeah, these nights are nights unlike any other. So if you get an opportunity to go back and check out the 15th or the 25th or the 40th anniversary, it is, uh, it is so special. So I am very excited that this is going to be happening again. I believe everyone thinks this is going to be the biggest one that they've ever done. So I'm looking forward to seeing what SNL will do on, on that. And of course, we will let you know about all of our coverage. We have some really fun things planned as we get towards the 50th season uh, over here at the SNN. And also, uh, we will be doing at some point over the summer, very likely, an SNL 50 host draft. So for the 50th season of the show, We will be talking about things that we may see during that season. But just for tonight, to clarify, we're talking about the 50th anniversary special that will take place next February. So we have five panelists on the show tonight, including myself. So me, Bill, TJ, Kirsten and Sammy. We're going to go six rounds with our draft tonight. So there'll be 30 picks chosen. We have different categories that we can pick from tonight. So I tasked all of our podcasters with thinking about different aspects of the show. So we wanted to know uh, one cold open prediction. So last time for SNL 40, we had Jimmy Fallon, Justin Timberlake open up the show with, you know, a great like rap and and honestly, I love what they did. And then a huge live from New York where you saw the crowd. Uh, there's been some other great examples as well throughout the history of these anniversary shows. Uh, we want a one monologue prediction. So last time on the 40th, we had a bunch of the great hosts come out. A couple sketches and or pre-tape predictions. So things that you might see throughout the night. So they actually get to do some live sketches and hopefully we'll get to see that again. And then a musical guest prediction as well. So we know that we have some great performers that may be lined up for the show. So that is what is on tap here for tonight. We do have to pick a draft order tonight. So I'm going to ask, I'll try it this way. Does anybody have a? Does anybody want to go first? That's what I'll ask. Do we have any? Who wants to call dibs on first?
0: Let me just do it because I do not have a lot of ideas. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I'll 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 go first. Sure. Okay, so we'll we'll do that. We'll we'll see if we can uh, work this out.
1: Okay, so TJ is going to go first. Uh, He will also pick last at the you know rounds because we're going to snake it. Okay. Uh, Let's see. Anybody want to go second here tonight? Kirsten. Okay, so Kirsten's going to go second.
0: I want to hear your all auctioneer right. voice, John.
1: Okay, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, so to Kirsten. Okay. Um, all right, Bill, Sammy, myself, anybody want to go third?
0: Bill, 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 you'll I'll go third? Or, yep. Got it. Bill likes being okay, third. Sammy, do you have, a,
1: a, do you have a preference between fourth and fifth?
4: You know what? I, I feel like a lot of people complain about that last spot, so I'll take the last spot for this one and then see how I do.
1: Okay, so John will go fourth and Sammy will go fifth. That was pretty good. I, I don't know if we could do that with seven or eight panelists, but with five, we figured it out. So um, we're missing an Andrew
2: okay. to put at the end. Like, that's <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yes. And yeah, uh, not yes. Now I know how get the whole.
1: <laughs> This came together pretty last minute, so I didn't get any Andrews for tonight. But uh, maybe we'll have an Andrew in SNL 50. You'll have to see what our predictions say. Okay, TJ. You have the first pick, so if you're watching us on YouTube, I'm going to put us in the draft order so you guys don't forget. So like I said, we got TJ, then Kirsten, then Bill will be picking third, I will be picking fourth, and Sammy will be at the end of the snake. So TJ, let's find out where you think SNL 50 will go
0: in a year from now. What is your first pick? Okay, so this is very conceptual, but go with me here. If this is airing, like originally my idea was, like, going to be like this election thing where it was going to be like every iteration of Biden and every iteration of Trump were going to come on. So it was going to be like uh, JAJ and like uh, suits um, with like Daryl Hammond and Alec Baldwin. Uh, So it was going to be like two Bidens and two Trumps. But I realized that doesn't play as well because the election is going to be over by this time, and the new president will be selected. So I think you're going to do something political. But I think since in the 40th, they steered it completely away from that. And the opening, I think the opening was... um, It wasn't the that's when you break. I think it was something with Jimmy and Justin. Yeah, exactly. Jimmy and Justin doing their rap together. I was thinking, oh, you might do that same thing. However, Jimmy and Justin are much more synonymous with not the past 10 years, but the era 20 years ago from like 05 to 15. So I think it's going to be John Mulaney and Pete Davidson. Um, and I think there's going to be, I don't think, oh my God, it could be a musical that opens up the show. So it could be the millennium musical, which is one of the, the problem with this is there's not a lot of reoccurring bits in this past 10 years. So I'm thinking the millennium musical is one of those few things. So maybe it's in millennium's more recent figure be so actively popular. So it's a millennium musical and millennium and Pete are friends kind of in the style of like Justin and Jimmy. So I think a millennium musical uh, with Pete Davidson, because star power um, that Pete Davidson's name still gets a lot of clicks on things. So if you have him in there at the opening and you have Mulaney, I think you open up with something, some kind of song, because in the, um, I read like an article on deadline that Lauren was talking about, was going to be a lot of musical acts and a lot of comedians. So I think we're going to steer really heavy into that. So I don't think I'm right. Anything I say right now, I have no idea. if I, I, I don't think I'm going to be right. But I can see Millennium Pete being a piece piece of it because Pete, like Lauren treats Pete like a Nepo baby. Like he loves him. He he loves him. He, the foot it's two feet in the door for Pete. Um like yeah, okay, so, so, I just that, want to that's, my so
1: Okay, so so um I think when we make our picks, by the way, we should all say like what category we're picking everything for. So TJ's was for his cold open. Cold opens. Yes, exactly. So I just want to just make sure that, like, w- w- just to in case anybody was confused. So cold open, Mulaney musical—that's how TJ thinks the show is going to open up. So um, I just I missed something when I was explaining the rules. So we we can pick one cold open, one monologue, uh, two sketches or pre tapes, so you can include that in there. Uh, one musical guest, and then there's also a wild card pick. So that is the sixth yeah. pick. So you can pick anything else you might see in the show could be for your wild card pick. So TJ uh, is going to use his cold open to kick off the show with a Mulaney musical, which obviously could be at a different with point of the P. show. Davidson. Like- It'd with like P- P- like
0: Pete Davidson specifically.
1: Yes, so that means any Melany musicals are off the board for any of us. Um, you know, um. you could use Pete Davidson, John Mulaney, and something else, but Melany musicals off the board. Okay.
0: Is Melany uh, off ki- the
1: board? Uh, Melany is only off the board in terms of Melany musicals. So okay. that's yeah. Just to clarify, so Kirsten, uh, you seem to have liked this idea. I could tell from our private chat. So what do you think of that?
3: Uh. It's literally my idea, and TJ, you just came up (laughs) with that off the cuff. If you know me, you know I love John Mulaney. That is legit what mine was, and for the same reasons. Cameos. It's NYC-centric. You've got the writers. You've got the costumers. You've got hair and makeup. You've got this cast of characters that can pop up. Like It checked every single box. It was a great... conventional but still bulletproof way to start a really big gala kind of show like this so thank you very much for taking my idea
0: you have less you have more notes than i do so you should let the little guy win okay oh my gosh
1: well we'll we'll see we'll see what the audience thinks of this after um bill sammy either of you were you like dying to pick a Malay musical or you were good
4: yeah. This is my slam dunk sort of like, oh, no one's gonna think of this idea <laughs> for the cold open. I literally that's like the highlight. Okay, so sort of yeah, none of us have had an original
0: thought our entire lives. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, cause uh, you know, for this one specifically, maybe I'll save some of this for when I pick my cold open, just uh, you know, they, they opened it up with a musical last time. If it, it feels like, you know, you can't just open it with a traditional political Cold open, so a musical in some vein, shape, or form uh, seems like the way to go. So we'll we'll see if I uh, am able to think think of uh, a d- a different kind of thing <laughs> when I when I pick. Okay, uh,
1: Kirsten, let's go to pick number two here.
3: All right, I'm going to jump to a pre-tape. My pick for a pre-tape, but I'm pre- I wonder if I'm stealing this from people. But now I don't care, DJ is I think that the show will acknowledge the role of, you know, digital and these kind of very specific pre-tapes that launched with Lonely Island. I think there'll be the mother of all PDDs and it's going to be a cameo studded bonanza. And I don't yet know the concept because they, they're hard to predict, but I think that PDD will get a short of their own and it will have you know, Emma Stone and Adam Driver and Tom Hanks and Pete Davidson, like everyone's going to pop up in there that is either a been in one or should be in one. Like it's Steve Martin again. um, I think it's a great vehicle to introduce a ton of people and also acknowledge the role of these great pre-tapes in the last kind of half of SNL.
1: Okay. So Kirsten picks a pre-tape that will be a major part of SNL 50. And she believes mm-hmm. that that will be a PDD pre-tape that will involve uh, lots of people potentially coming into their offices. So that's a very interesting uh, potential we could get there. Bill, what do you think of that idea?
2: Uh, I had something similar along that lines. Uh, Monette, who is a brilliant SNL mind as well, in the chat was, was speaking and basically word for word took what I had. Um, I had an idea with PDD, but also mixing it with TV Funhouse and Lonely Island and then bringing in Albert Brooks and Weiss and the whole the whole gang that's been, you know, encompassed the whole show. But I definitely think PDD, no matter what, will be a big part of SNL 50. So uh, I think that's a great pick.
1: Yeah, for sure. Very interesting. I mean, for me, I, I do question like, you know, how it has PDD. Like I I know that they take up took a major step up in terms of the zeitgeist. Like they have their movie and they're sort of like they're they're a big deal in our community. But are they as big of a deal as like the Lonely Island was during SNL forty? Which like I guess the Lonely Island was off the show at that point. So I'm just wondering about like the timeline here. Like does that really work for such a big show? So it's an it's an interesting thought experiment.
3: Can I add to that? Then part of my thinking is. Because they are obviously pre-taping this, they can involve more celebrities in cameos and they can amp up that production value for this big show. So they could not be in their office, they could be in fantastical places, but it allows them to do so much with again this vehicle that has served them well. By the way, we should be betting on this. Are we actually like I know this is a draft, but like let's do this for real?
1: well yeah i mean maybe yeah we, well, let's let's like lock these things in and yeah then we could see uh who's gets the most right standby
3: line week. sitters that's what we have yeah. to be for each other
2: whoever wins gets tickets to snl 50 right that would I mean, be wonderful yeah, yeah if, if anybody's out there listening that would be uh, wonderful we should be
1: really like bury these like underground and open them up in a year from now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah uh tj
0: you're muted i just want to make sure we get to hear your your thoughts they should not allow commenters like us at snl 50 let's be honest we, we should we <laughs> hey, don't belong it's going to be Taylor yeah. Swift sitting next to Trump. Like, it's going to be, like, we don't belong. Don't so. <laughs> it happened in the 40th. It happened in the 40th. But yes. no, like, I think Kristen's idea is great for the PDD angle because I think we're forgetting a key thing here is which the show, this is not, oh, end of SNL, here's the 50th. The show's still going on. So it still needs to be promoted. So sure. while I think, I'm not going to say that because that's somebody, that's somebody else's idea, but I think. If you do do the PDD sketch, and yes, you accommodate other people's schedules, you also have the benefit of promoting who the fuck is PDD. Like, to that major, if they get a chance, of, and like, granted, those boys can write some phenomenal sketches too. So they're going to have, you know, probably put in some legwork, like, and they're going to have some great things to pitch. But like, I think that's a bonus stretch of like, can this special also bring back viewers to Saturday Night Live? And so it's interesting because SNL has to sum, surmise everything. Also feature their current cast that's actively working, bringing new people, cameos, celebrities, while also thinking, oh, my gosh, is Dakota Johnson going to host the next episode? Like, so I think there has to be this balance. And I think PDD is a good angle to go. Like those uh, those old, like, Emmys and Oscar sketches you would see would have, like, a pre tape where The Office and Breaking Bad are meeting together, sort of in that kind of fashion. So I think PDD yeah. is a great, great call out. For
1: sure.
2: All right, Bill Kenny, you're up next. Where are you going to start off your predictions? I'm going to get my hardest one out of the way because uh, I'm finding the cold open just to be a real struggle here. Uh, You know, we've had three of these. Uh, The first one, I don't even remember. Oh, it was uh, Chevy and Piscopo. Yeah. Chevy walked through the stands in the 15th Uh, In the 25th. Bill Murray did his uh, Nick the Lounge singer. So, and we've already talked about uh, Fallon and and Timberlake. So I think we're going back to the kind of 25th anniversary where we're going to recreate a sketch, a famous sketch, and there's only one you can do. And it's got to be not going to phone it in tonight. Steve Martin, bring the cast out, bring as many people as you can, walk through backstage. Let's see all that great stuff that happens. Uh, Let's bring some, you know, celebrities into it, call out some names. You can have a whole swath of people from the, the history of the show just walking with Steve Martin. Uh, it's the greatest cold open in the history of the show. Why not celebrate it at the 50th? So that's my pick for cold open.
1: That's a very fun idea. I, I like that a lot. It is a, uh interesting idea You know that obviously was used as a cold open previously, but it's sort of like monologue-esque. Um, but in this case you know, being used as a cold open again, and just like picking people up to continue to go and, and putting together a musical number. I think that's a very, very fun concept here. Sammy, what do you think of that idea?
4: Yeah, this, this makes a lot of sense. I think you, you know, being able to involve as many people as possible at the top of the show is, is smart. And yeah, I mean, kind of going back to SNL 40, you do have something that kind of opens up like a monologue with Justin and, and uh, Jimmy Fallon, and then it turns into a big musical thing. So definitely emulates that. I do wonder if they'll, you know, you know, not want to go that direction as well, just because it, it is maybe very similar to, you know, the SNL 40th opening, but I, I, I think it's a good pick.
1: It's a really, really fun pick. Kirsten, do you like that idea too?
3: Absolutely. That is a great idea. Um, Again, I think what the key theme here is we're all really trying to, show as many faces as we can and look for all those really great moments that bring all those people together in a way that has worked, but still feels fresh.
1: Okay, let's keep going with my first pick here. And I am also going to go with my cold open because I think the cold open category is really tough. Um, but to me, there was a I, I always had a vision of how SNL 50 would open up. and. I don't know if they would do it, but if they did, I think this is the right approach, which is like, I loved what Justin and Jimmy used to do uh, or did when they opened up SNL 40. I used to watch that to like pump me up <laughs> when I needed it. Uh, but I want to I turn the page on, on this one and look at it a different way, which is something a little bit more low key. And I think there would be no more beautiful connection between SNL 50 and October 11th, 1975. Than to redo the Wolverines cold open that kicked off the show during SNL 50. Obviously, O'Donoghue, Belushi, they're not around anymore. But I do think that you can find the right people to fit those roles. It could be like, you could even put like a Kate McKinnon in the Belushi role. Like, I think you could find like the right people that people would be excited to see. And, you know, maybe not everybody would get it, but like, This show is for us. Like this is for the people who've like rocked with the show and seen the highlights for the last half century. And I just think it's like a beautiful bookend. So I'm about like telling the right story with the show. And that's the story that I want to see kick things off. And I think you can get into party mode after that sketch. So that's my cold open for tonight, the Wolverine's cold open. Anyone here have any thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, this this was my only other cold open that I had listed. Um, and and I struggled, the only reason I struggled with it was who do you get to fill those roles? You know, for a bigger sketch where you have a lot of people, you can have a Jim Belushi fill in for a John Belushi, but this is so specific to these two people plus Chevy coming in at the end. Um, I don't know who they'd have to do that, but I like your idea of Kate maybe being one of those people. Uh, maybe Sarah Sherman, you know, who's kind of a descendant of Michael O'Donohue and, and the gonzo humor. Um, so yeah, I, I like that a lot.
1: Yeah. And look, I think like, there's a little bit uh, what's interesting when you're starting to evaluate like what sketches to bring back from older eras is like, do they hold up? Like, can you do sketches from back then that may have worked in 1975? that don't necessarily work now in 2025, when you're talking about this stuff. And I think like, you know, the imitation uh, that, you know, Belushi's doing of an anonymous, you know, country, I guess, and like, you know, being, you know, playing off like with the accent and stuff like that. Like, I think the, there is like a little bit of sensitivity there to just try and like figure out the right note to push. But I do think, like, to me, the, like, I wanna feed your fingertips to the Wolverines, like, like the, to me, like, that is just like so iconic that I think that there's a way to do it. Um, and I think you can put, like I said, you can put the right people in there. So for me, uh, there's no better way to do that. Anyone else? Any thoughts there?
3: It, it's nice. I'll say it's really nice. I hadn't thought to go back to the beginning, but someone wrote it's a deep cut. It is a deep cut, but it could be it could be really sweet to see that.
1: Okay, Sammy, let's get your first pick on your list of predictions for SNL Fifty.
4: All right. So I, I think at this moment in time, I've, I've, I'm giving up on my cold open. Like I, I just have a feeling you know, we're going to look back at this draft, this cold open. Uh, a lot a lot of ideas, a lot of penciled in ideas I had are kind of gone. So we're going to go back to the drawing board throughout this episode. But I do have a pretty good idea for the monologue. And for the monologue, you know, we had Steve Martin do it last time, which is kind of like a slam dunk, makes total sense thing to do. Um, and on the one hand, you know, I could see them doing it again because he's kind of like the SNL host. But I think what SNL is going to kind of struggle to do is not, you know, recreate so many moments from SNL 40 that were done so well, you know, try to be different in some ways. So I think for the monologue, you bring out Tom Hanks, another iconic, legendary host and somewhat similar to SNL 40 where you have different hosts come in. We instead are going to venture over to the five timers club and we're going to have the five timers club, to end all five-timers club's uh, sketches, kind of like the Avengers Endgame portal scene, if you will, of like every single person who has ever, you know, been in the five-timers club, you know, they're in the building and just have that be such a celebration moment. Um, You know, it could be the last time we see some of, you know, these hosts that are, you know, getting up in age with, you know, like Elliot Gould or, or even Steve Martin for that matter. So I think that'd be a really fun way to do a monologue with you know the great tom hanks who has really become a steward of the show um and you know then get this great five timers moment
1: yeah i was very close to picking this for my first pick as well sammy because i just think like uh, they've never done a five timers club sketch on one of these anniversary shows and that is the way to do it here I think you you nailed exactly like the right format for this you start off with Hanks and then you know pick, you know bring out the five timers actual card take you back there to the club and get everybody in there for the first time I mean I think at sNL 40 one of the things that um I think it was Hollywood reporter did was uh, pictures of everybody who was still around for the uh, the five timers and like put them all in groups and took some photos and it was really cool to get that moment of them but we didn't actually get that on the show. And I think it could be really interesting now that there's, you know, more people in there, what they could potentially do with like a full five timers club. Like, let's see the pool. Let's see the sauna. Let's like, let's go all out and, and get this thing done. Uh, TJ, you seemed uh, pretty annoyed that this wasn't a pick for you. So let's get your thoughts on it.
0: Because I realize I've never had an original thought in my entire life ever since I started doing this podcast. All right. You people are just like me. That's right. I said you people. I wrote you would not my my notes are in shambles okay like like i literally tom hanks was the sole was the only person doing a literal monologue everything else i wrote down was like partnerships Do you know why that doesn't fucking work because it's not a literal monologue tom hanks was the only guy i had you took everything i had sammy
4: hey you took my cold open man so and
0: i too yep all i'm realizing is that None of us have ever had an original idea, literally ever, except Bill and John, because they've seen more of the show. This is—I—I I feel so. I'm like, wow. I,
1: am well, well not you're gonna come up all. with some good stuff. I, I believe in you. So uh, <laughs> that totally. was a good one, uh, Kirsten. What do you think of the Five Timers Club potential we might get here from the monologue from Sammy?
3: Oh, I love it. I really hope it happens. I do. I had some notes. I was trying to figure out where to fit that in, and I—I I love your suggestion. I mean, at this point, the, the kind of legacy of that really is from this last 15, 20 years that it's become such a thing and there are so many members now. So it'd be the right time to talk about it, joke about it, highlight it, showcase it, all those things.
1: Absolutely. All right, Sammy, you got back to that picks here. So let's round out your predictions with your second one.
4: Yeah, and you know another another thing I would asked John when we were you know preparing for this was you know are we trying to you know actually get some things right with our predictions and with this next one I'm gonna just you know take this person off the board because I feel like we've talked a lot about her lately and how big you know her star has gotten and you know are we gonna see her return to SNL I think if if you're trying to like place money at Vegas as far as like things that are gonna happen in SNL 50. Um, you're going to bet on Taylor Swift to perform at the anniversary special. Obviously, someone who's had a big history with the show um, and has you know, been on. She's hosted. She's been a musical guest. And if they can't get her to you know, perform or host in season 49 or season 50, you'll definitely at least get her back for this anniversary special. I was actually surprised that she didn't perform in the last one, even though she was in the building. So I think uh, this will definitely happen.
1: Yeah, and she did that California sketch. But um, yeah, I I think, personally, this is the biggest reason why I don't think she will be a musical guest or host in season 49, because I think that they're likely to want to get her for, you know, TV's biggest night, get the world's biggest star. And I I think this is a a great idea from you, Sammy. So um, I'm sure we all probably had a thought of putting her on our list. Uh, TJ, you did?
0: Uh, yeah, I, I did. Um, thankfully, I can say she wasn't like the first, second, or third thought. But I was. It was more of like a, oh, for sure. Like if we're thinking about this from like a rating standpoint. But then again, I, I did see a note that Lauren said that like because he didn't want to worry about how long it takes, and he's like, it's going to take how long it takes. I think they're like for sure doing it on streaming, which means it's going to go to Peacock. Uh, which I don't know if it's going to air on Peacock. Which I think that'd be a little. Maybe a little limiting. Like, I think you should air it on live television so. You're um, talking about the 50th special? I, like, uh, I saw, like, in the a Deadline article that Lauren that said It'll that, um, definitely be on um, NBC, Taylor for Swift. sure. Okay, yeah, okay. All right, so um, they probably just so, like, Lauren, just take five hours and just do whatever you want. Um, man, the car that guy has. But Taylor Swift, yeah, she's like the... What is... Uh, she's a, the Spotify top global artist. Like, her name... I don't know. Can any of us count how many times you've heard the name Taylor Swift in just past month and a half? Just, like, how many times... To- I'm upset because I was listening to her music earlier today too. She's she's everywhere, Um, and I don't think that's going to die down in a year. Um, I think, but here's here's the one thing I do think. And John, I want to know what you think about this. I think the odds of her performing are less likely. I think it's more a thing of a cameo because what she popped up uh, earlier in this season just for a quick cameo. She pops up places, and her popping up somewhere is enough to get. Like eyes and like the Swifties' attention. I don't think she needs to perform. I think it's like Prince. You say Prince is in the building, and like everyone. Oh, Prince. uh Like you say, Prince is in the building, and it's like that electrifying, like type of thing. So I think you literally, honestly, you could open up this whole event with a five-minute live stream of just Taylor Swift's face, not even her whole body. Just like find a picture of her head, crop around it, slap that on. and We should do ratings. that for the podcast. Yeah. Exactly, like NBC's NBC's ratings will skyrocket. Um, I'm not even endorsing it. I'm just acknowledging what she is in the zeitgeist. um, Well, like here's the thing: is that yeah, for sure.
1: Like I I think that they. You know, some of the big, if you were to tell me like another artist was the biggest artist in the world and SNL should try and get them to perform, I'd be like, yeah, they're going to try. I don't know if it's going to happen. The difference between somebody else potentially and Taylor is Taylor Swift has shown a little bit more of a reverence for Saturday Night Live than other artists have. She's come back to the show throughout her different eras of her life, including popping up and making a cameo earlier this season. So, to me, like, I do think she will appreciate the moment, potentially. And if they ask her to perform, she'll do it. So that, to me, is why this has to happen, as far as I'm concerned. Bill, I would love to get your thoughts on that.
2: Well, uh, it's probably the only person who lives with a Swifty, uh, a full-fledged Swifty, uh, I can tell you. Yeah, that that would be the biggest event in, in the world uh, if she showed up there. and And SNL has done this. I mean... Miley might not have been quite at that level in SNL 40, but she was close and she was a friend of the show. And, you know, she came out and did Paul Simon's song. Uh, So we've seen this before. I don't think there's any chance that she's not there. Uh, She will get on that jet from Tokyo, just like she did for Travis, and she will be in the building.
0: (laughs) Yes. Also, well, here's a quick question, though. Yes, she will be in the building. Like, for sure, I don't, I don't, there's that's honestly, that is more sure than like Michael Che showing up. And Michael Che showed up when Paul Rudd couldn't. (laughs) Like, like Taylor Swift will be there. But do we really, are we really so sure that she'll perform? Because, like, yes, she will want to do it, but will SNL want to pay? her crew and well, one no, of the crew would do it but what they want to pay the production fees, like when they had, um like whenever they would have Kanye come in and he would like kind of break apart the set or when uh Billy Eilish did, uh, they have, have unlimited budget guy.
1: for Taylor Swift to perform TJ. I'm just going to like answer. It's
4: Peacock.
0: It's not Netflix. I, I, I think wait, money is a, no
2: object. Money is no problem. It's not, not going to be an issue.
0: It's yeah, not It's still NBC. No, The advertising
1: that they're going to sell for this event is going to be massive. Like it won't be a problem. Um, but let, let's keep going because we still have 24 more picks to go in this draft. I want to make sure we get to all of them. So um, let, let's keep going. Uh, I'm up next. So I think I'm going to go with my one of my sketches here that I think we're going to see. And um, this was an idea that's been percolating in my mind for a long time. And I think I saw somebody online say it, one of our listeners as well. So um, if you if you did think of this, I also did. But, of course, there's a lot of overlap in thought here. But um, one of the things that we saw – like. You know, around the time of SNL Forty, and then into into uh, more recently over the last ten years, is that uh, Colin Jost has written some really great audition sketches in the last you know decade or so, where they would go back and show like, okay, like you know, what did Jurassic Park auditions look like with all of these like fake celebrities or Back to the Future and all that stuff? Well, what if Saturday Night Live did an audition sketch with SNL auditions, and they had cast members? playing other cast members doing the auditions so that way you can get like an, a chance to not only see perhaps, perhaps see auditions we haven't seen before but have cast members playing other cast members so you have like that meta nature of like you know getting like eddie murphy to play garrett morris and stuff like that like i think there's a lot of fun here that you can have with the family nature of the cast members of saturday night live so to me i think that is uh it's more it's more of a pre-tape more likely but like in my sketch slash pre-tape area that is where i want to go with this so i thought that would be a fun creative way to get that in the show bill what do you think of that one
2: Uh tip of the hat to you sir because that is not something i really thought about and uh I have seven pages of notes, so <laughs> I, I'm very impressed. That, that is not something that even entered my mind, and, and that's a really great idea. Uh, this could go so many different ways. We've seen Melissa uh, do impressions on the show. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, you can even include SNL hosts because she, she did Lily Tomlin. So you can really uh, get in the weeds however long you want to make this. So uh, that's a fantastic idea.
1: Yeah, and I do think like every single time we get to see a cast member play a cast member on the show, it's like, whoa, that person we saw grow up on the show is now big enough outside the show that they're getting an impression done of them on the show. Like, it it's it's such a cool feeling. So I feel like as fans, it would be so fulfilling to see this play all the way through. Kirsten, what are your thoughts on that?
3: Yeah, I really I think it'd be a very Heartwarming idea. Like I can see how much we would all enjoy it because we're almost living vicariously through the people as they're, you know, do, performing as their some of their idols in front of them. So that could be fun. And, and you're right. There'd be a lot of people that could pull off so many characters. Yeah, it'd be fun. It'd be fun.
1: Absolutely. All right. Let's head over to Bill Kenny, who kicked things off with his cold open. Not gonna phone it in tonight. What do you think next, Bill?
2: Okay, so we got in SNL 40, we got Celebrity Jeopardy. Uh, I'm going to raise the stakes and let's bring Black Jeopardy into SNL 50. Now, what we're going to do is we are going to bring every African-American cast member in the history of SNL to SNL 50 to be part of this sketch. If they want to play themselves, if they want to play their favorite character, doesn't matter. We got Keenan hosting it. We've got uh, we, we bring everybody back and, and and the crowning achievement will be we see Yvonne Hudson for the first time since 1981. She's going to walk <laughs> through the building. It's going to blow up the Internet. Nobody knows who she is except for us, but it's still going to blow up the Internet. Uh, so, yeah, that's my pick. I, I want to have everybody back in the building. So Black Jeopardy.
1: Yes, except are they going to acknowledge Yvonne Hudson is there or she's she just going to be playing like random yes, extra no, no, in the back? Yes. She's the button
2: on the sketch. She's going to walk she, in and, and yeah.
1: Honestly, if, if, if they somehow found Yvonne Hudson and got her to come to the 50th, that is just like on its own. But yes, uh, brilliant idea here from Bill Kenny. Absolutely love it. That is one of the better sketches of the last 10 years for sure. TJ, obviously got to go to you to ask your thoughts on this one. You are having, you look
0: for Clint.: During Black History Month, <laughs> the gall that Bill Kenny would have to steal ideas from young Black entertainers such as myself, to steal not only a concept from an underprivileged Black youth such as myself, especially a concept about famous Black people that would debut during Black History Month next year. Wow. Bill Melinda Kenny. I don't know if that's your middle name. I'm just making something up. How dare you? Still- what if I get you in the sketch, DJ? Will that will that make it better? I, I couldn't do that, Bill. I'd literally die. I told Pierce a thousand times. I don't want to meet LeVar Burton. I just want a picture. Sorry, that's just for the community fans. Um, <laughs> this was the one sketch I had. Like this was like the hardest category for me. Like all this. Like I was like, oh, this is what I'm gonna go for. Again. W- <laughs> None of us are original. This is. <laughs> or oh, this really, is not good. Like I think that's what it is.
1: You're gonna my have God. to get creative, TJ. But uh, yeah, this one this one's Everybody's on Bill's uh, prediction. So, <laughs> so we shall see. All right, Kirsten, let's head over to you. Uh, you kicked us off with some uh, PDD craziness. What are that's you right.
3: I am going to make my monologue prediction. As I. Thought back to the other anniversary specials, saw a lot of white men. So, my prediction is that the monologue is going to be a Tina and Amy. It's going to start with Tina and Amy, and then it's going to be all things women. We're going to have Kristen, Maya. We're going to bring in newer faces like Ego and Kate and adie and and all sorts of amazing female performers to be on that stage and really show that the show itself has become more diverse and embrace the female comedic voice and performer um, in the years because they really have talked or shown a lot of white men on on the stage for all of these things. So uh, I think there's some interesting, um, you know, Talk that's been going around around Tina maybe as a successor at some point. So I think putting her up there and really showcasing her. I think her and Amy, you know, having just gone on this successful tour that they've done, they've hosted award shows. They're they're pretty consi- They're very consistent in their ability to kind of host in that way. So I think they'd be a sure bet, and they'll take that opportunity to bring all sorts of uh, women and other faces up there.
1: It's a great idea. I mean, Tina and Amy's tour is like our era's tour. Like that's that's what it is in our community <laughs> where right. everyone's just so excited to get to see them together. And you may remember during SNL forty that they did Weekend Update with Jane Curtain, which to me yeah. was like one of my like absolute favorite things that they've ever done in the show was to get to see those three women together. So um, I do think it's a great idea because really, um, you know, in the history of Saturday Night Live, hosts have been like very, very, you know, like aimed as white male. Like it's just yeah. been. There's like we've gone on crazy runs of like man after man after man hosting. And I do think that like even though Tina and Amy are former cast members, I do think for the monologue there's an opportunity here to not only bring out some uh you know, former uh female cast members, some current female cast members, uh, but some of the great women who have hosted Saturday Night Live as well. I think that's a a wonderful opportunity. So um I love every minute of this, Kirsten. Sammy, what do you think of Kirsten's idea
2: here?
4: Yeah, no, I think this is a really good idea because I was thinking, I know weekend update wasn't a category here. But again, like going back to SNL 40, you know, who's going to host weekend update? I don't think necessarily they would do Amy and Tina again, Tina again just because they, they've already done it. So being able to put them kind of front and center in the monologue would be really fun. Obviously, you know, they've had a lot of experience um, hosting together at the Golden Globes and things like that. So, you know, I think if you're going to go away from having someone like Steve Martin uh, do the monologue, I think this would be a solid Um, choice. Okay,
1: TJ, you got back-to-back picks here, so just to remind the listeners, you kicked off this entire draft with the Millennium Musical starting off your cold open, so let's get your first pick to end the second round of this draft.
0: This has been the most stressful time of my entire life. Uh, Do you want to know how bad, do you want to know how tough I'm dealing over here? Originally, when I was taking notes, uh, listeners, when it came to monologue, it is, I wrote down celeb walk-on. Comedian monologue, yeah, that, that's how that's how tough things are over here for uh, for, for King Compliment. Uh, yeah, okay, so a lot of a lot of my things are, are really being uh, knocked out here. So I'm gonna go for something that would just be insane to do. It's just as a wild card. Like I just like like I, I don't know. Like, I don't know if they would do this, but like I'm not saying I want them to do it. I just think it's a good enough wild card. Um, because I, I don't know about you guys, but I was truly shocked when a couple of weeks ago, Dave Chappelle appeared out of the thin, out of the ether, uh, during the good nights of SNL, which means that Ninja's just hanging around, uh, Studio 8H and he lives in Ohio. That's, that's a long drive. Um, so I think for wild card, I don't think he drove, <laughs> uh, maybe yeah, he hopped with uh Taylor on her jet. Um, there you so go. I think Dave Chappelle showing up either in a monologue or in a Black Jeopardy sketch, um, which honestly would be more apropos, uh, but I think Dave Chappelle being in the building and featured, even if, like, Bo Yang doesn't, like, want to stand with the Mythic Knights, I think Dave Chappelle showing up and being in the... Not only in the building. I, I think he will be in the building. I think that's honestly kind of a guarantee. Like, I don't, and I don't think that's controversial, but I think him being featured and having a piece at one point where he will start smoking a cigarette i think that's more sure like i think no i, I know he'll be there cuz like lauren you know he, he likes the guy um but like i think him being featured and having some kind of peace, even though that may not be the most like uh you, you know you know we we all know um i think that is my wild card prediction
1: Okay, so Dave Chappelle will make an appearance during SNL 50, according to TJ, uh, who loves chaos. And it's, you know, what are we going to get? I think it's just
0: accurate. I'm not going to, like, if we... If <laughs> no, I think you're, I think there you're right. There has to be and at least just, one controversial celeb, and it's Ch- it's Chappelle or Chevy. And we know that should Chevy's most That's the category. Likely, yeah. I like think we know... <laughs> honestly. Yeah, yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Wait, uh, <laughs> yeah. wait, wait uh, What
1: should the category? I say, instead of wildcard, we should have done controversial celeb that will show up to SNL 50. Oh, yeah, that is, that part is part a pretty good year. one, yeah. Yeah, that no. is that is fine. Um, <laughs> all right, Sammy, what what do you think, though, about Dave Chappelle appearing at some point during SNL 50?
4: Um, I think it's probably going to happen. Like, yeah. I, I think it's going to happen. Like, it's just like and, you, you know, he's been like when we go back to SNL 40, you know, he had never even hosted the show at that point. So we're thinking about, you know, ways that SNL has changed or people who have been brought into the fold over the last Ten years since the last special, you know, we're bound to see people like Adam Driver, who you know probably wasn't at, um, you know, SNL forty, and you know people like that. So um, I think I think it's honestly, you know, a good bet. And we do know that Lauren loves uh, a, a little spice, a little a little controversy. So I think uh, if we're if we're trying to actually predict things that will happen, I don't think it's such a wild wild card.
0: Uh, that's followed okay. up by Elon Musk driving a Tesla into Studio H. Uh, from midair, let me stop. <laughs> <laughs> all, all all winners, you're picking here, TJ. Uh, okay, you. That's the end of the second
1: round. Uh, let's get your third pick, TJ.
0: Okay, so uh, my my third pick here is a little is also a little controversial. I do believe. John Lovitz will pass away at stu- like at the 50th. Uh, no, no. Oh, really? Like I'm the one who didn't make the joke at the 40th. Um, John Lovitz will come on stage and he will fake a heart attack and actually pass away. Uh, and we'll cut it to you, you know that. Right?
4: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, just, I don't really get the, the premise. I do not <laughs> yes. want anything
0: bad to happen to John Lovitz, but I just, I still think that bit is so funny. Like I'm putting so him in the immemorial. I think it's a great bit. Okay. So the only other thing I have here is musical guest selections. You know, there's obvious ones like Taylor. There is more uh, recent choices like, you know, a Billie Eilish. Um, you know, there's recent choices that I think we're going to see. Like, I think for sure we'll see Miley. I think Miley might like do some work. But I'm going to pick something that I don't care about whatsoever. But something I think I'm almost sure about. And that is Paul Simon. I'm sure he's still alive. To my knowledge, I'm just this is this was the first thing I wrote down because I was thinking who are musical guests that like Lauren loves. Well, Lauren's an old person, and so like I need to think like okay, maybe Bruce Springsteen, but Bruce Springsteen's only done the show I think two or three times so i was like no, who's another that? old person that he would want and i was like oh maybe he would want greta van fleet no I, I just i just i'm fucking around i just thought that was so funny and i was like greta van fleet 50th anniversary um i'm sorry okay <laughs> but no on a real talk you know paul simon i know john controversially thinks this person isn't technically a five-timer but he's one of the old people lauren likes a lot and he is a beetle right like I don't know. Paul Simon no? is not a beetle. No, I don't, is, the, the, I, I don't care. I don't care. I could, I could not possibly care less. I, <laughs> I, I am so unbothered. I, I, know he, I know Paul McCartney is the, um, I know Paul McCartney is, a is. Oh, no, Paul Simon is Simon Garfunkel. I'm sorry. I got that mixed up. Who um, are you picking? Honestly, I said Paul Simon. <laughs> Paul Simon will show up at the 50th. I don't know if he'll perform, but I also see him being a musical guest. I could see. Okay, him not there. the Beatle guy. The other guy. I don't have have those two guys, but like. Feel guys still on the board. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm I'm saying Paul Simon. I would love to say Elton John, but like, I don't know what Elton John We need to pull the plug on this one. (laughs) Paul Simon! I'm saying Paul Simon! (laughs)
4: Unplug his microphone.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know. All right. Um, I'm curious I can jump in on that. All right, Sammy.
4: Yeah. (laughs) I just want to say, TJ, you know, (laughs) <laughs> this is a funny <laughs> prediction this is almost uh this might be controversial this might be almost um you know a riskier pick than your last one because paul simon's 82 years old so we gotta we gotta think about if we're, we're trying to make predictions for things so in the, the next year 80, it, it makes, makes your prediction a little risky i, I <laughs> hope paul simon's in, in good health and everything like that but you know this is not helping
0: This steve barnes <laughs> old, Lauren short is old alec <laughs> bowen is not that old the president's the, the president look in the case. Right, they're old. Like
1: let's go to Okay, guys, guys, let's go Let's go to our resident old. I'm sorry, Bill Kenny. <laughs> what do you think
2: of this? <laughs> this, this prediction. <laughs> this this has been an adventure. Uh wow. Paul Simon is a Beatle. Oh, sure. Uh listen, no, come on. All right, listen, he, he, I, mean, he what,
0: uh, I like he Simon Balprunkle though, I do. I just gotta mix up
2: he was he was in he performed at the fifteenth and the fiftieth he was a special guest at the or no fifteenth and the fortieth excuse me and a special guest at the twenty fifth so uh yeah i he will definitely be in the building uh hopefully he performs i know that uh him and McCartney were a little rough in the fortieth if we're being completely honest as far as they're singing, so I don't know I don't know if we, it's ten years down the road i hope he does uh I don't care. A bad Paul Simon is better than half the shit that's out there, so yeah, uh, I'm down with this.
1: We are uh, definitely in some troubled water with this this, this, uh, this uh, prediction. A little controversial, I mean. But uh, but yeah, this was this was uh, very (laughs) very fun. (laughs) Okay, so Paul Simon performing at the (laughs) fiftieth is is (laughs) TJ's pick over here. Uh, Kirsten, let's go to you for the next pick.
3: Okay, well since my Mulaney musical was taken gosh i was excited about that i have a different prediction for the cold open i'm going to go with another musically inclined duo uh very classic performers they cross some generations they do great impressions they definitely could hold their own to kick off a show and that'd be a reprise of the uh, Martin Short and Maya Rudolph, some sort of singing number, singing, dancing, you know, variety act uh, that they do. Uh, again, some witty lyrics, great costuming, crowd interaction, the way that they're both so you know talented at doing. So that would be my prediction for the cold open: is some Maya and Marty love.
1: It's a great one. I mean, that segment that they had on SNL 40 was fantastic. It ultimately led them to getting their own TV show, which I think they That's probably should have been show, given man. a longer, yeah, it should be they should have had a yeah. longer leash on that one because I think that yeah. they um they just need That's to work it out job. and and do some great stuff there. I think that's where we got to meet Mikey day for the first time on that TV show. So, um, yeah, like for me, I think pairing them up together would be fantastic. It's, uh, you know, obviously Marty's sort of like, you know, gone on and and done a lot of stuff with Steve Martin, but it would be interesting to see, um, Maya and Marty together again to kick off the show. So interesting pick here, Kirsten, Bill, what do you think of Kirsten's cold
2: open? Yeah, I love this. Uh, that might be my favorite, uh, segment of SNL 40. Um, Cause we got so much incorporated into that. We got to see things that nobody ever thought we'd see again, like Piscopo Sinatra and Dana playing chopping broccoli. Like, so yeah, if they find a way to put a kind of a new spin on that, uh, that would be fantastic. I love that. All right, Bill, let's get your third pick. Okay. So the other category that's a little bit tough as we're seeing here is the monologue and, and the five timers was on my list as well. Uh, So I'm going to do probably, I think one of the things we want the most is to see the original cast that's still with us together. So I would like to see uh, Chevy, Jane, Danny, uh, Garrett, Lorraine, and Billy on the stage for the monologue. Give them their own moment in the sun before the chaos ensues and we get into the sketches and we get into the musical acts. Um, just give them a moment to to acknowledge the fact that they were the ones that started it all. Maybe bring Lauren up on stage for it as well. Um, don't really know what they would do if they would do just talk or just kind of acknowledge the crowd, but that's my monologue.
1: Yeah, this to me has to happen absolutely in the show. I don't know if it's going to happen during the monologue, but I love that that is your monologue here, Bill, because, um, again, like the fact that we, you know, we don't have Gilda, we don't have John, but we still have a lot of them left and and like, you know, get to acknowledge what they did, what they created among, you know, production staff and writers, just the fact that they uh, they kick this whole thing off. And like, we need to celebrate them uh, because we don't know if we're going to have an opportunity to. So I, I think that's a great idea, Bill. Sammy, what did you think of that concept?
4: Yeah, that's an interesting concept for the monologue. That's something I didn't think about. Um, Would be nice to, you know, not have a moment for them buried towards like the back half of the show, like have it, you know, somewhat up top, I think would be really nice. Um, And, you know, we didn't really get this moment in SNL 40. As far as I remember, I feel like that was almost like an intentional thing. Like they all, everyone had a part to play. Um, but they, they never were together. So it almost feels like they're, they're saving that for this. So I think that's a good pick.
1: Definitely. All right. Over to me for my third pick. So I had the Wolverines called open. I also had the SNL auditions as one of my pre-tapes for the night. Um, I think I'm going to pull my musical guests off the board here um i think i'm gonna probably pick the most prolific member of simon and garfunkel and that would be mr paul mccartney to come and be the musical guest here no the only Beatle that i want to perform with the show is uh paul mccartney this has to happen i was scared that tj was gonna take this i just think like again i love the symbolism of like things you could do at the beginning of the show and things you can do now and lorne like create like the show being created and the show being like counterculture and like there all these things that were so cool about the first couple seasons of the show. And one of those like pinnacles of that moment was you know, the, the offer from Lorne Michaels, like we're going to give $3,200, we're going to get the Beatles hopefully to come. And then like, you know, John Lennon and Paul McCartney, I believe are like watching from a hotel, like not, not, you know, too far away. They don't end up coming. Finally, we get like season five, we get Paul and, and Linda McCartney at the time who were like filming stuff from England and like slowly trickles onto the show. And I just think like the, uh, the Beatles were, you know, SNL, people who worked on SNL in the original days were like part of Beatles mania. And, like, they were so obsessed that that influenced so much of their comedy. And I just think, like, you can't do this show in SNL 50 without having Paul McCartney somewhat involved, considering how involved he ended up being in the totality of the show. So for me, I think it's somebody that has to come off my list right now. So, Kirsten, what do you think of that idea?
3: Uh, Yeah, I it's – I think everyone who is a fan of the show knows how much Lorne loves his Pauls. Uh, and there would be a nice full circle moment of that scene with the check <laughs> that he's holding, and and how that comes to fruition. I think everyone's expecting the Pauls to be there, at least one of them. So having to perform, it's it's kind of a guaranteed clou- uh, crowd pleaser to have Paul McCartney perform. And yeah, and he's he's one of those old people, TJ. So I don't know how long he's going to be around.
0: Uh, Hopefully, I he will be there. Oh, I hope I hope nothing happens to him in a year. Like i'd I, like i truly don't want to happen to people <laughs> but this is something to think about these old. yeah
1: this is it is possible um okay so sammy uh you got your monologue picked with the five timers club you got your musical guest in taylor swift you're gonna end the third round and kick off the fourth round so where will you go next
4: yeah so for this one i'm gonna go with a sketch and i was kind of racking my brain thinking about you know throughout SNL 50 will be kind of a tribute to Lorne, but I feel like there should be, it would be really fun to have some sort of sketch um, that, you know, we can say like, that is sort of the Lorne Michaels tribute sketch. And I was thinking back about, you know, kind of, you know, ways they could do that. And I I stumbled on um, the kind of recurring sketch format that they had for the Adam Sandler uh, hosted episode as well as the Jim Carrey episode with the, uh, family reunion sketch. So it would be a Lorne Michaels family reunion and, you know, all, you know, former SNL cast members, everyone has a Lorne impression, like everyone on talk shows, you know, even Mike Myers, his Dr. Evil character is based off Lorne Michaels. So having, um, a Lorne Michaels family reunion sketch with a ton of alumni and hosts or, you know, just celebrities who say like, I have a really good Lauren impression, uh, all involved and Lauren's in the sketch as well. Um, kind of leading it, but it's really the impressions are the star of the show. So that's my pick for a sketch a Lauren Michaels family reunion sketch.
1: I absolutely love this. I think it's a great call. Obviously, they did this with Christopher Walken and Jim Carrey. And, you know, like, there were moments where they picked the right time for this. And this is absolutely the right time to do the Lorne impressions sketch, just because everybody seems to have a Lorne. All fans have a Lorne now, and everyone's doing different versions of other people's Lorne's. So I think you have to do this. You have to get people in there. And you can get people from all eras of the show. So uh, I'm in love with this idea. It is a great one. Bill, what do you think of it?
2: Shammy, uh... What I'd like you to do is come into the office. Uh, let's talk this through. Uh, see how it plays in the room. Uh, yes, of course. Yes, this is brilliant. Uh, I, I I love this idea. I hate that I didn't think of it myself. Uh, he clearly has a sense of humor about it. Uh, Smigel got to do a TV Funhouse in the 25th. Uh, the entire thing was a Lauren impression. So, uh, yeah, I, I think this is a great idea. There's so many people that can go on uh, and and do an impression. So including me, Lauren. So come on, give me a call. All righty. We are halfway through our draft. So we have three picks off the board for
1: everybody, and we're going to make three more SNL 50 prediction picks coming up. Sami, where are you going to go next?
4: Well, first off, Bill, I, I don't think I've ever heard your Lauren impression. You got to you gotta uh, get that on the show more often. That was really good. Um, my next pick, I'm going to go back to back with my sketches because I, I feel like that went really well so maybe i had some good ideas my next one is going to be a pre-tape i wanted to challenge myself i wanted to get a sketch and a pre-tape going um obviously the kind of obvious maybe sort of thing was having some sort of pdd um ultimate pdd sketch um but as some people pointed out you know that's very modern maybe we're gonna you know bring something back from you know not so long ago but um you know people who have left the show And obviously, you know, these people, I don't think their sketches ever got as big as The Lonely Island or maybe even PDD, but I think hardcore fans really like the Beck and Kyle SNL universe sketches. And I think a way to do it would be having it be kind of a behind the scenes sketch. That's like a lead up to SNL 50, like, you know, the behind the scenes of everything that's going on within the week, the planning and everything and, you know, as you get people in town, you know, having them involved. But it is in the style of those Beck and Kyle um, sketches where, you know, if you guys remember the, the Adam Zeekman sketch where, you know, Kyle is like a new SNL cast member. But it's within the universe that they, they've built of, you know, everything that goes on behind the scenes of SNL. Um, and it's all heightened and played up. So to be able to do that for the 50th and have even more people. Um, involved, I think, is a bit of a deep cut, but I think would be a lot of fun. And being able to show some sort of behind the scenes thing leading up, um, you know, to the show within the show, I think would be a, a fun idea.
1: Yeah, this is a really good idea. I mean, I think that you know, unfortunately, you know, PDD. So PDD comes along now and like the talk of the town for the last few years. And obviously, Lonely Island was so prolific. And, you know, Beck and Kyle's pre-tapes, or specifically Kyle's, like are sort of going to eventually, I think, water down, like we might forget about how good some of these were. And I think it's a really great idea to include this in the SNL 50 special, because, you know, they did something that I've been asking Modern SNL to do, which is like, let us get to know these cast members a little bit better. And I know everybody was always playing fictionalized versions of themselves, but I just really feel like we got to know that cast the most through the Kyle pre-tapes. So and even the Beck and Kyle stuff at the beginning. So for me, um, I love that idea. And I love the, the idea of including other people in there. TJ, what do you think of this idea here from Sammy?
0: Um, I forgot how like, I'm pretty sure I like the Adam Zekeland sketch. He's, he's like a new cast member, right? It's like Kyle playing a, like a new cast member yeah yeah okay yeah okay I, that's the sketch of i think of. it was
4: cut for time which people in the comments yes, are joking yes. about, this is something that would be cut for time which <laughs> exactly. i think yeah, which i, I think like, would actually be kind of make this even funnier is if they did make this and that ended up being cut for time but I'm, I'm still sticking with it
0: i'm struggling with this one a little bit i i feel like like okay this is how weird it is this 50th is clearly for the fans but even within x and l lexicon there's stuff that like you know may not be like a lisa from temecula or a um uh uh that skirt skirt the the Chalamet Pete sketch. Um like it's yeah. not gonna be stuff of like that level that like reach breaks through the bubble, but then there's still stuff like Californians, which is more for SNL fans. It's garbage. I think Californians is trash. Like completely. I think it's terrible. Uh I said what I said. Um but like it is at the top of like the SNL like bubble for people. Beck and Cow, not at the bottom. There is a very special breed of man. Sorry, of people that like love those sketches and they're good they're fine but there's something so like peculiar that feels like it's almost like making it like the nerd of snl sketches which is a weird thing to say like i feel like the ultimate bit is cutting it for time like if we saw on youtube the next day cut for time (laughs) just i'm sorry i it 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 does feel like honestly, oh, I think that cover time bit is that's that would be so funny. And I it think there's such a specific flavor. But here's the question what's such a big, magnanimous, huge stage? stage, and this is gonna be mainstream. Beck and Kyle speak to a specific offbeat language. There's like an alt comedy brand there. You know, you think a like like a Kristen Shaw like early twenty tens kind of like alt comedy like style that works, but isn't enough to do to give space to your like your fiftieth anniversary. Like alt comedy you know, like, I'm not going to, like, listen to my Eugene Merman albums, like, you know, like, with my friends. That's something I'm going to do with, like, maybe me, me, one other person. So it's a question of, like, is it too alt for the main stage? It shouldn't be because it's still SNL and it's part of its history. And they were part of the cast for a long time. But I just I can just see Kyle pitching it in a Big Cup for Time. And I think that's honestly <laughs> it speaks to his legacy. I, and I'm not attacking him. It just it feels so funny that it still fits the theme of Kyle's legacy. I, is anyone? Am I the one that finds this hilarious? Like the like that concept of it being cut for time. Um, I think it makes
1: sense. I mean, some of the best stuff that we always like want to see are, are we here for are like our dress rehearsal sketches. So I, I think yeah. that um, this is the potential to show up on YouTube the day after SL. I would love it.
0: I oh yeah. my god, I would so, love it. Hey, uh, my great take it here. Cut for time. Yeah.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, so I am up next. I have chosen my cold open, uh, a sketch last pre-tape, the SNL auditions, uh, musical guest as well with Paul McCartney. So I think I'm going to go with another sketch here. I'm going to use up my other sketch. I was hoping Sammy wouldn't take this because I know he's very creative, but um, I was Sammy thinking, yeah, but he he like he he has like some really good ideas. So I was worried he's going to take this one. But basically, I was thinking about you know what are the biggest moments we've had in the last like 10 years of snl and i think like the biggest moment like that is like sort of crossed the boundary of just the fans is david s pumpkins so i'm thinking on the show we're gonna get a david s pumpkin sketch in the elevator and we're gonna go floor to floor and we're gonna see snl characters from all areas of the show pop up as we're going through like the same way that we would see like you know like the scary people in different floors like it's going to be like oh wow like there's like you know a Hans and Franz <laughs> and like there's like you know it's going to go through and you're going to get to see like all these characters and I think like that is the vehicle that makes sense for this one into and then to be able to include like the biggest character in modern days so that to me is my sketch I'm going to include Kirsten what do you think of that?
3: I loosely had something like that, but I like that you fully thought through it. And it's a great way to, again, compile all of those different characters and not have to try to create a sketch around all these disparate kind of impressions and such, and just make it this awesome, just like quick hit of all these different people that we know and love um, through the story of this kind of really well known sketch david as pumpkin so yeah that'd be pretty funny i don't know why they'd be scared i hope they're not scared but um yeah it's a really clever way to do it
1: yeah and look look naturally there's the idea of like okay this occurred around halloween this is a halloween character and this would you know mm-hmm. special would be not occurring at that time but i do think we could like like maybe alter the theme of it where it doesn't have to Mm -hmm. be a haunted elevator. It could be something else where we like pass through and get to see the characters that way. But you take the general structure of the sketch, the Mikey and Streeter of it all who are in the building who could design something like that for SNL 50. So to me, like I love, like I said, I always love recurring characters. This to me is the vehicle to do it because that way you're not like overloading it a la Californians, but you're just getting like bits and pieces of your favorite characters from SNL history. Maybe it's an SNL time machine instead of an SNL elevator and you're going around through time so uh, i love workshopping this stuff with all of you okay Uh, bill kenny uh over to you you got a sketch left or a pre-tape you got a musical guest and you have your wild card pick
2: i'm going to do the wild card because uh, i don't trust the brilliant people that are on my panel not to take some version of this so um you know the one thing that always kind of disappoints me with these specials is not enough credence to the one thing that has survived since episode one uh, weekend update. Uh, We, you know, we, we've gotten good iterations. We've gotten great iterations. Uh, The Jane and Tina and Amy were fantastic. And then cutting to a couple of the guys to, to introduce Chevy. But I want all the weekend update anchors, have them come in, roll them in, uh, you know, start with Chevy and just go and go in order. Let's get, Brian Doyle Murray in there. Let's get Gail Mathias in there. Uh, let's get Brian Brad Bill Hall. Murray there. <laughs> yes, Bill Murray. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Everybody. I think this is a great way to pay tribute to the really other than live from New York. Uh, the only thing that has lasted the entire swath of the show. And uh, let's bring correspondents in too. I mean, this, this could be a 20 minute segment. I don't care. The show is going to be five hours anyway. Let's just have everybody come out, tell a couple jokes Cut to the girl that uh, that you don't want to talk to at a party. Oh, cut to God, yeah. you know. Cut to grumpy old man. You know. Cut to Sandler doing one of his songs. This I, I think you really have to concentrate on this for the show. So wild card weekend update, everybody.
1: Yeah, look, I I think it's a I think it's a really interesting idea. I would love to do some version of this. I think the big problem here, Bill, is that not every weekend update anchor is like. A good public speaker, so I think like you know you're you only have, have to like, tell one joke, John in and out. Yeah, Make I guess I that. guess, but like you have to like the quality difference between some and others will be jarring, I think a little bit. So I think it's an interesting concept here. It's also really tough to do without norm Macdonald, so I think like that's the that's the other factor to consider. Um, but I do love this. I genuinely, truly love it, and I think that there's something here. I just don't know if it's like chronologically makes sense but i also am wondering if like you can get all the weekend update anchors that you would want there up at the desk at the same time like as opposed to going like one to different mini update desks like doing almost like i like that and this is just a play off of your idea since i don't think anybody else is going to take something similar which was like back when they had like the weekend update joke off and you had like the different writers like the, the different update anchors come in. I think there's something there. So uh, a very good concept here. Uh Sammy, what do you think of this one?
4: Well I think as far as like the idea of trying to honor as many weekend update anchors as possible is is really good. Um, you know, especially looking back at SNL forty, I thought it was amazing seeing Jane Curtin with uh Tina and Amy. But you know, how do you one up that I think Doing something that encompasses as many anchors as possible um, would definitely be a good idea. I do wonder, structurally, the way the Bill's presented, how exactly that would work. Uh, if we're just, like, you know, workshopping stuff live, because I feel like this is, you know, completely off the table at this point. Um, instead, how about we have, like, a Weekend Update newsroom? And, you know, the newsroom, it just happens to be everybody who's been a Weekend Update anchor, almost like anchor man where they're, you know they're, they're all working for the same, you know, network or something like that. So I don't know if that'd be a pre-tape or uh, some pre-tape that kind of goes into a live segment of weekend update. But, you know, I I think, um, you know, you know, bouncing off of Bill's idea there, there is certainly something that, um, could honor as many anchors as possible. Maybe even at the end, turning it into a tribute to Norm, I think would be a really nice moment.
0: I think I think it's a fun concept because it almost reminds me of like a, like an episode of like succession or the newsroom um, where it's like, you take that like gritty style and like turn it into an SNL sketch, which would be just like ripe for comedy. Um, I think what you guys are talking about is like the super smash brothers ultimate of weekend update hosts, which is just like, everyone is here. Uh, We're talking Avengers end game level crossover. (laughs) Um, before this thing, which uh, <laughs> I, just I mean, that's going to be the whole yeah.
1: show. So I think, like you know, there's there's certainly potential for this. So I think every oh, one sure, of us yeah. had some idea here. It will just be interesting to see what format they do. So, Bill, great great pick on your part. Um, okay, Kirsten, you got a sketch of musical guest and a wild card pick left. Where are you going to go next?
3: All right, I'm going to go to sketch, and in the spirit of workshop aid, I actually might need some help refining this one because I have notionally an idea here, um, and that is. The way that shows have handled memoriams, we've all gotten very accustomed to, you know, some static image, a few clips, beautiful song. And I want to pick up on some of the things they did in the 40th where they had, you know, Emma Stone with Rosanna Dana and, um, you know, a few different people that were playing iconic parts of people they loved. I'd love to see this in memoriam spend more time honoring those people and having different cast members replay those parts, but like really turn that up. And obviously with a huge focus on norm um, you know, the 50th is a great reflection point to look back at all of the people um, that have been lost and turn that into you know, comedy gold in a way also, and by way of honoring them, but also celebrating how amazing they were. And I think Norm feels to me, first of all, Gilda, people will never stop talking about, or they have to honor, they probably be, they want to find another new, fresh way to do it. But then Norm also just seems like that really, really, really hit close for so many people. So what can we do besides seeing just his photo on the screen and some sketch recaps or some uh, weekend updates recaps. So I want to see them really lean into some live sketches or a live sketch in which people are recreating a lot of these beloved characters and, and personas.
1: So you want like a memorial live sketches is, is your pick.
3: Yeah. See, I'm trying to still figure it out, but yes. Right.
1: Okay. Cause I had, a I have a concept for the in memoriam. Okay. So are, are we saying like, are we agreeing across the panel here that like, there's no, no in memoriam is left to be picked. Cause otherwise I won't. Uh, okay. So, so this, so, Kirsten is taking in memoriam and turning this into a live guest. So, my idea for in memoriam for the 50th no. was <laughs> hear me out. It was a pre-tape, but I think you recreate. Don't look back in anger, that very famous Belushi sketch where he goes and he goes to the not ready for primetime cemetery and sees like all the primetime. And I think you recreate it, but like with all of the cast members who have passed and you get some like really touching moments at the the cemetery. Because I think like that to me is like one of the most fascinating things that SNL has like ever put out. And like, you know, obviously in retrospect, even more fascinating. So I think like that moment in itself needs to be honored. And of course, like the great work of Tom Schiller. So like for me, that would be like the way that I would maybe do it. It's less like energetic and fun than you're talking about. But I think there's like something there. Yeah. Anybody else got any memoriam ideas while we're getting a little morbid? (laughs) John Lovett. uh, It
4: looks like we all have some (laughs) memoriam ideas. Uh, Very quickly, this was going to be a wild card. Like I wasn't sure if I was going to go with it, but it's not exactly in memoriam, but I'm just going to throw it out there. Just more content. Um, similar to the, you know, having a fake in memoriam, um, you know, kind of like we had that John Lovitz joke in SNL 40 having, after rewatching SNL 40, just the amount of people who were there who have um, been canceled <laughs> over the last couple of years, like you know, James Franco, louis ck this is a a terrible idea so (laughs) an in memoriam of those people but i i'm not picking it it's just written down in my notes and i'm not saying it right now but snl's worst hits this is a
3: terrible (laughs) idea this would get the sarah palin like yeah there was it was
4: hard to watch i'm glad i could get that out there without it being one of my picks (laughs) yes
2: yes for sure (laughs) um it is a fun idea Anybody else got anything for in memoriam, or should we move on? <laughs> Boy, it's it's hard to top those. Uh, but yeah, I I think we saw this at the Grammys. Uh, what what Kirsten's talking about? There there's a way to do this. Uh, I you know with more upbeat songs, which were kind of jarring the first time because you're so used to the maudlin. You know, bring you in with this orchestral music and, and introduce these people. Um, so yeah, if you can find a way to do that, uh, I also like Sammy's idea too. So I don't know. May, maybe we can have. OJ and Spacey and and Louis C.K. out there to do it in memoriam of Robert Blake. So I mean I don't know. We're, we're just spitballing here at this point. Yeah, right?
1: there's there's a lot of uh, a lot of these on the table for sure. So um, all right, yeah, well, you <laughs>
0: put Alec in it? Like you guys got to remember like, I,
1: I think he's going to be in some <laughs> other stuff. So we'll, we'll see. Okay, what, so. <laughs> okay, TJ. <laughs> okay, TJ, you have got a monologue and a couple sketches left. So let's hear your thoughts
0: okay um so next? my thing is i think that a comedian is going to be in the monologue that's that's tj tj that, 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 that's my big big idea uh no um so my monologue it is i was really struggling like when it really comes down to it like yeah i'm a creative person but like I, I would never claim to be like a comedy writer like that's just it's writing is just not my strong suit so the only thing i could really think of honestly um aside from like steve martin martin short and selena gomez being on camera for like a couple of seconds um the only thing i could really think of is you know going back to like a classic thing we've seen done many times throughout the show which is a tour of studio 8h um i think and this could be um you know this could be like a pre-recorded session but like i think you go through you know, you do the classic like run through and instead of cast members, you know, being like a kooky characters, it's different stars or different former cast members who actually turns out their careers didn't go off so hot and they have to work in the building. Um, So you learn that Kristen Wiig is actually a part-time NBC page. Um, You learn that like Justin Timberlake actually is the one who like shines Lauren's shoes. Like maybe you kind of see that like, oh, Ellen Clayhorn has been living in the rafters. Like, just maybe, like, I don't mean to attack her. I just, I was trying to think of a celebrity. I couldn't do it fast enough. Um, but maybe you just want I think it's such a thing that has been done before. Like, I think if you showed it to Andrew Dick, like, it just would be, like, just crushed. Because it's like, oh, we've seen this before. But, like, honestly, this isn't, like, my strong suit. <laughs> we're, we're not trying to get his approval. because I'm we're not saying it, we should. Right? I'm just saying that, like, this isn't my strong suit, if I'm being completely honest here. Because I'm not a show designer. That's not true. I do host podcasts. But like I'm just saying that like an SNL tour, it does kind of feature on the history. I don't think you have to do like a highlight of it. But honestly, some of my favorite segments have been when they just walk back and I get to see like little corners like of the like little corners like of the stage. The fans really love that. Like one of my favorite uh monologues is when Rain Wilson hosts and it's um like a reference to like the office and he's like just walking back, uh backstage. So maybe it could be something that like References this historic building. And while we will be ignoring, we clearly will, will, sorry. Now, while Lauren will clearly be ignoring fire safety laws for Studio 8H on the day of, for how many people are going to be literally on that floor, and barring, of course, Studio 8H not literally crashing through the floors of the Rockefeller Center building, I think what you do is you do have the different stars kind of like popping around. It's because it touches on something that is kind of classic, like who's backstage at SNL this week but maybe you just have the people like working in the building. I don't know. Like, this is the best I got. Yeah.
1: No, I like it. I mean, this is a this is like sort of an obvious one to me, which is that there has to be done in some form. I think uh, Bill's like knock on a phone and into tonight idea, like overlaps a little bit. But I I think that there's enough separation here that you can count it both because this isn't as a musical. This is like somebody walking you through this, taking you through the studio itself. And the studio is as much the star of this monologue as the people that you're showing. So I think honoring the building itself, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, like legendary on its own, I think really plays here. So I actually really like this idea as a monologue, and I think it's a great idea from you, TJ. Okay. Thanks, Dan. We are through. You're welcome. We are through four rounds of this draft. We got two more to go, so we each have two more picks. TJ, what is your fifth pick? You have a couple sketches or pre-tapes. Um, what are you going to go with next?
0: Fifth pick? Isn't this my last pick? I just need a... This is your... Pick.
1: No. You're going you, you got, to... We got two more uh, rounds, so you're you going to end I've off the a, draft as well.
0: I did a cold open, musical guest, wild card, and I just did monologue. Yeah. So you got we got
1: two. Yeah, six packs. So you got two more, two more, either sketches or pre-tapes.
0: Oh, John, I didn't realize that sketch and pre-tape were uh, two different uh, pieces. I thought it was one. You can either pick two sketches or two pre-tapes or one sketch, one pre-tape, whatever you'd like. Oh so. sh- shoot. Okay. All right. So originally, I had a terrible idea, which was like, um, like, what if you did something with the ambiguity gay duo, but they're actually gay because you have enough, like, you have a handful of LGBT, like cast members but you only have a Sorry, did you team.
3: not think they were gay
0: hmm? <laughs> what? no I'm, no i'm saying i was I know, I do, like, I'm, said, but... I'm saying the play on the bit is like the like <laughs> instead of the ambiguously gay it's the very gay duo like it's like punky and bowen like it's i don't know so i was i'm not actually doing a bit here um like so i was saying you take like that concept and it's like you know snl historical and yes i know the joke is that like i i know that's what the bit is i've seen the sketch um but I'm saying, like, uh, like we live in an era now where, like, you know, people, like, uh, who, like, have different sexual orientations don't necessarily have to, like, be ambiguous or, like, hide it or, like, you know, like, coming out as, like, much more, like, accepted um, in, like, certain, like, areas of the world. So instead of being ambiguously gay, they're just straight up gay. Like, they're just, like, super gay. And so originally my thought was, like, okay, you do that. but There's not enough gay cast members, I don't think, to pull off the sketch. So that idea was kind of shot. So my brain—that's So, that's went not to your my, idea. No, it's not my idea. No, because I don't think it. I don't think it has legs. <laughs> I mean, right, what what is stars. your idea? <laughs> sorry. Okay, I, that one went because Kristen. I'm sorry, Kirsten. I'm sorry, Kirsten. My apologies. Um, that that. i got a second. Sorry, <laughs> Just my, tell us what your ideas, <laughs> My idea was. Oh, okay. Is I know, like Kirsten said, PDD. But does that also take Lonely Island off the table? No. No, you can okay. do All right. that. Alright, so yeah. then I'm gonna do, um, I think you get the Lonely Island to, you know, bring back some honor from that terrible Netflix uh last thing that they did, which was terrible, and you get them to mm, I like doing a song is too corny, but I think you should have the Lonely Island featured. I think you got to like, yes, you pay homage to PDD that advances the show, but you got to pay a like, you know, we're, it's not old enough that there's a digital past. So I think the Lonely Island and PDD should both have some sort of mega pre-tape, but I think the Lonely Island clearly is more musical. By the way, something I was going to say earlier is the reason Lonely Island is bigger than PDD is because music, like that was another genre that they could go into in addition to sketches, what I think. um, So, Uh, Yeah, my idea is like a Lonely Island um, pre-tape. I'm leaning song. I think you could do like live performance or I think, you know, Sandberg and Timberlake uh, would definitely move their schedules to appear together. Um, So I'm doing something Lonely Island adjacent. That would be wonderful. So P- TJ is picking Lonely Island. Adjacent. <laughs> P- T- <laughs> I know that was a roundabout. Of- I'm uh, sorry, you guys. I-, I really am.
1: No, it's okay. Just just to clarify for everybody else, uh, the unambiguously gay duo is still available to be picked <laughs> if anybody wants to go there. <laughs> so just <laughs> me my-, my cold open. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was. It was just like. Be- it
0: was like. I was thinking of like Pride and stuff. I was like, oh, they're proud. Like I was just. I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't. Well,
1: work. Yeah, Somebody else What's might go with it.
0: Six cast members.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um okay. Well, Sammy, I know you're a big Lonely Island fan like me, so would you be pumped to see them do something at the 50th?
4: Oh, for sure. Like the that's when you break sketch from SNL 40. That that was a personal highlight for me. Just to clarify on your pick TJ, this is a Lonely Island pre-tape or a Lonely Island PDD pre-tape?
0: I'm stealing Lonely Island. Uh I am I'm leaning pre-tape. Because that okay. is a okay. gamble, right. yeah, but I, I am stealing on island. Yeah.
4: Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's like, uh, I, I think it will definitely happen. Um, you know, we didn't get in SNL 40, like the lonely island pre-tape was like, it was Sandler and Andy Sandberg. So it was a little different. So I think, you know, it won't necessarily be, you know, the three of them. I think it will be, you know, something similar to those lines of maybe, you know, calling out something or paying homage to something from the show. But um yeah, I think you could definitely put money on the fact that even, you know, ten years since SNL forty, I think um the Lonely Island and those digital shorts are still big enough and more popular enough to where you'd see some sort of placement in uh the 50th anniversary special.
1: Yeah, I think you can like a hundredth digital short style it where you just get a bunch of different moments yeah. in there, different characters and stuff. So I think there's there's an opportunity here. All right, Kirsten, you got a musical guest pick and a wild card pick left. So what are you going to go with next?
3: I'm going to go with my wild card pick. And uh, I think it might be also known as a wishful thinking pick in my mind. I would love to see something of a live sketch by Eddie Murphy. If he would recreate Hot Dub, for example, just going to throw that out there. Fantastic. I want I know he recreated a couple of them when he did host. But I want to see Hot Tub or another iconic one. And uh, or something new. I don't care. But I want Eddie Murphy to finally grace us with his comedic presence just one more time. And you figure that the 50th is a big enough opportunity to do that.
1: I agree. I mean, I think that the you know, no pun intended, the water's warm enough now. Like with him coming back to host, that we could definitely get him to do something because I I think like at the 40th, there was still like a little awkwardness. Like didn't want to mm-hmm. play Bill Cosby. Like had this like amazing introduction done for him by Chris Rock, and then it's like okay guys (laughs) and then that was it right like that's like the biggest uh you know buzzkill that we've had ever (laughs) and like now but now we got him back he was an amazing host and you know perhaps we may get him again at the show but if at least let's get him in something legitimate for the 50th so i think this is a great call here kirsten bill what do you think of that pick
2: yeah i love that and and you nailed it Uh, it was such a downer uh, all the buildup in SNL 40, and, and for him to come out, and it just it didn't play. Uh, but he he has redeemed himself, and I, I I love that idea, and I also love the idea of him playing with other casts. So we saw him with the current cast. Let's see him with Marty. Let's see him with Steve Martin. You know, these are people who he's been in movies with. He's done things with. Uh, let, let's let's make a big collaboration, and uh, you know, bring one of his famous characters back for sure.
1: Bill, you got a sketch or pre-tape left, and then you have your musical guest pick. So what
2: are you going to pick next? I'm going to do my second sketch, and uh, I, I think this is also something that they've avoided diving deep into in the other anniversary sketches, maybe because it's it's time-sensitive sometimes. But uh, let's honor the fact that since the beginning, again, they've been doing presidential humor uh, ever since Chevy fell down as Ford. Let's do a debate with all of the presidents that have been on SNL. So we're going to bring Chevy back as Ford. Dan is as Carter. Uh, Piscopo is really the only Reagan we've got left, sadly. Um, And uh, Dana as Bush. uh, Daryl as Clinton. Will as W and Jay as Obama. I think we'll slide J.A.J. in as uh, Trump. And then uh, Mikey as Biden. And uh, just put them all on stage Let's let's let them have it out. Debate who's the worst, who's who's messed up the country the most, uh, and, and there's a lot of fun here. And, and they are all such great impressions. So uh, let's see what we can do with this. So presidential debate across the ages. I think this is really
1: fun. This is a great idea. And I wouldn't mind, honest, I wouldn't mind Sadakis as Biden, to be honest with you. Um, I, yeah. got a, I got to point out this. <laughs> yes, I do. I point, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I got to point out this amazing comment in the chat because, like, I appreciate everybody who's live with us tonight. So, our friend, Oversimplified Productions, also says, and it's <laughs> George Washington. So, just like, I love it. I love it. Oh, I love it. It's so, that's, great. That's a great comment. We've had a ton of Abe Lincoln's as well. So, maybe we can get some. Uh, uh, some Kate cool McKinnon people.
3: has to pop up. She always pops up as a random old white guy, yeah, politician. Nice.
1: That's
2: well, true. That's my, true. And, and my other yeah. thought about this, Kirsten, is uh, maybe we bring in Kate as Hillary and Larry as Bernie, and, and just yeah. just like, hey, we were really close to becoming president, yeah. you guys. Let's, Honorary let's members. Yeah. Yeah. Thought, yeah, thought, yeah, exactly, exactly yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Honestly, Bill for the fifth round. This is a
1: really good quality pick. Like it's a it's a great one, and and one that we haven't seen done really on an anniversary show. So, um, I love this one here. Okay, I got my monologue and my wildcard pick left i'm gonna go monologue next so i was thinking about what i wanted to do with the monologue here i I want to i'm going to propose something a little bit different than what we've seen before i know we mentioned john mulaney before for a mulaney musical i could picture john mulaney coming out but not necessarily talking about his time as a host but his time as a writer and i think that maybe there's an opportunity here in the monologue, to honor the greatest writers in SNL history. I believe that it was back in the 25th anniversary of the show that we had a very short segment with uh, Smigel and uh, Adam Sandler, Tim Herlihy and Jim Downey come out to introduce a clip package, but I think like They've really never given the time on these anniversary specials to some of the greatest writers ever. And I think like between the uh like the emergence of Mulaney and of course, like, you know, Conan and Larry David have also hosted and their former writers. And I just think like there's an opportunity here to perhaps like have writers appear. With some of their characters that they wrote to so, you know be able to yeah. give that on screen credit type of thing, so I think there's something here for all of us who really love like understanding the workings of the show to present that on screen to kick off the show to me would be very fulfilling so my I'm talking about a full writer's monologue
0: here I think that's DJ, so, you like that? yeah I, I think that's so strong because we really do not give. The I mean yes the show does but like I don't even know the names of like all the writers I might know Alex English Rosebud I know that Sam J was once like a writer she's somebody I really enjoy following but like we uh we really don't give enough like credit to like the Streeter Seidels who have been like excellent this past ten years like Streeter's given us some phenomenal sketches this past ten years like you know we we don't give them enough credit and they granted they deserve more than literally just like a nod like they deserve more than in in memoriam because they're literally the foundation of the show yes bowen or you know ego might have an idea and they can write like i like i know they can you know but like there's a whole other team of people that we never see on screen except maybe pop up in a um uh, pop up in like a questions from the audience segment like they for sure deserve their shout out I love that need of like them showing like, can you, like maybe just the ones that are comics so you have Rosebud you have Alex maybe Sam J comes back and you're like you have Co- I think it's a great place for Conan to come out but you're like you have them stand next to like this like you stand next to Kenan is like this is mine I made this uh-huh. Like I don't know maybe the ones that do have the stage presence but like yeah I like mean, you put Keenan in with Ryan Tucker
1: so like you're able to explain like hey this is the guy who like helped create a lot of these sketches exactly. Like I, I think like I think it's an opportunity to have like Odenkirk and even like Al Frank in there like I think there's just like um, yeah. you know there's moments here, like there's people who have been so uh, responsible for the show being what it is, including Lauren Michaels, who was an original writer on the show and helped contribute with Chevy to creating like a lot of the stuff that, that, uh, you know, you got to really enjoy from season one, and uh, among other writers that are there, obviously. And, and I, I just think like, this is, uh, this is to me something I would love to see. Maybe it isn't the monologue. But for me, as I'm thinking about my monologue, I think we could convert it over there in some
0: fashion. So that is it's my It's more pick. than deserved. It's more than deserved for them, like more than deserved.
4: Yeah.
1: All right, Sammy Kay, you have uh two more picks. You got your cold open and your wild card. So let's get your first one and then we're gonna get your final pick of the draft.
4: All right. So I think I'm gonna go with my wild card just to go along with the theme of I still don't really know what I'm gonna do for my cold open. It's gonna be it's gonna be a coin toss here at the end. But for my wild card, the first thing I've written down is still available. Um this is actually a, a well I've gone to in, in other drafts. Um, sometimes can be an unpopular uh, pick or reminder of this person's history with the show, but um, I think just having Robert Downey Jr. there in some capacity as a presenter—this might be my third time picking him picking him in the draft. But seriously, like uh, he's a huge star. I feel like if you're like checking off the the boxes of you know big SNL comeback stories, you know you have like Eddie Murphy hosting in recent years and Sandler hosting um, you know, it maybe isn't a big comeback because he did great work on the show. Obviously he's arguably a part of the worst season in the show's history, but he's a big star. Um, you know, he was part of that cast that, you know, when Lauren, in, when Lauren came back to the show, you know, he was in that cast. So there, there is a, a connection there. That's a big signifier of, um, you know, in the history of the show, Lauren coming back. Um, it could just be presenting, you know, a, a clip segment. It doesn't have to be a necessarily a huge thing. Like, Eddie Murphy comes out for SNL 40. You're honoring him. It's just Robert Downey Jr. He's a part of the show's history. You know, maybe you can even do something like, you know, some sort of tribute to the the one season wonders like himself of people who were on the show, you know, for only one season, or even a a Jim Downey tribute because that's uh, his his uncle, I believe. So something like that to get Robert Downey Jr. involved in SNL 50 in some capacity, I think, would be a pretty cool thing to see.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, like. I, I think it's something that people have been asking for. Like whenever we do host predictions, it's something that people have been asking for many, many times. And he did, in fact, host in season 22, episode six. So we have seen him return to the show since then. And so it's like not a completely impossible to get something like this. And I do wonder if, if perhaps he does host either later this year or early next year. And I think if that does happen, we're for sure going to see him in the 50th. So it could be fascinating. Kirsten, what do you think of the RDJ idea here from Sammy Kay?
3: Yeah, you—you reminded me, John, that he had hosted before, means it's not the complete elephant in the room. But I like the idea of just a more subtle integration of him. Like we don't need to make fun of it or anything. He just shows up and he's there because the guess what? In the end, we're all family. We're all back together again. Here we are. Um, And then you know there could also be, as you mentioned, another idea, which is those kind of short tenured people. But you have to approach that really carefully because we don't want to pay attention to anyone's lack of success, but still include them somehow. So that's the only thing they'd have to balance. But yeah, bring him back. He's a star. Doesn't everyone want to go to this thing? Wouldn't he want to go?
1: <laughs> yeah, I think he I think he will. Um, so that could be very exciting. Okay, guys, last picks of the draft. Let's get creative here. Sammy, you got a cold open to pick. So what is your cold open that you think might happen next year?
4: All right. I... I'm going to keep this very simple. Um, I'm going to throw back to something from the first couple seasons of the show. And instead of going the way that SNL 40 went with a big musical number with, you know, Justin Timberlake, uh, let's do an SNL locker room sketch. Let's go back to the beginning of the show and maybe have somebody who's in the current cast, maybe, you know, some if someone joins the cast next year for SNL 50, you know, the newest featured player is like the first person to open up the show, I think would be a bold choice and then in the SNL locker room cuz it's SNL 50, that's where you just start seeing everybody pop in. You see Adam Sandler, you see Kristen Wiig, you see Eddie Murphy and maybe they're giving advice to, you know, whoever this this cast member is, but it's it's very much just playing uh, along the lines of those old sketches from the first 5 years of the show that you know this is a job for people people are you know they're they got stuff in their locker and but for SNL 50 it's you know everybody is almost like a part of the cast again for one night only so you know you have even the original cast here would be a great opportunity just at the top of the show um to get the the original cast in there too and um you know if if Chevy is involved that's where you throw in your pratfall you give a live from New York And uh, that is how you open up SNL 50.
0: Yeah, I love every minute of that. Go ahead, TJ. I was just going to – No, I have such a mixed history with with Chevy because I I love him on Community. um, But I know he's also a racist piece of shit who talked down to Donald Glover, who's my hero. Um, I'm I'm so mixed on him. I was just wondering if Chevy Chase falls down much like – which is such his bit, does he get up? Like, I'm just like, he's. I don't, I don't think, I don't know. I think somebody else may the do prominent. the Pratt Fall at this yeah. point, but is, I don't know. But, would Chevy do that anymore? Like, well, let's Chevy talk didn't about even do the, Chevy
2: didn't even do the Pratt Fall in SNL 15. Right. They, right, he, yeah. they put a <laughs> helmet on him and had him walk through. And so by that's 35 years ago, there is no way he's doing the Pratt Fall himself. Let's
4: have the actor playing Chevy in the new SNL 1975 yeah, movie. Yeah,
0: that's, that's fair. Harvard, like, that's, that's interesting chevy would do a stunt like i know he had a sound double but he did stunts a community where it's his face clearly like there's an, a scene where he literally falls on a pair of drums and it's his face he falls backwards so he still would do some of those ridiculous awful physical comedy like bits yeah
1: slapstick um but yes i i first of all i just want to say locker room idea absolutely love this this is one of my favorite things that they did in the original era of the show where you just get to like see the behind the scenes like it's the it's really the origins of that whole like kyle mooney pre-tape stuff that we were talking about earlier sammy where it's just like seeing the interactions of the cast um they would go on and they would even do this in the Eversol era a little bit where you got to see uh i think it was in season six where they did a whole storyline there as well um about like who was dating who in the cast and stuff like that um so i think there's there's fun moments here you would need a, a ton of lockers but it could get done. Um so I, I think this is has very high potential. All right, so Sammy's team locked in here. We're going to find out what everyone else's team will wrap up with and then we'll do some final discussion on it all. Okay, I got a wild card uh pick left and uh this is uh like let me <laughs> let me self-indulge a little bit. This is the sketch I want to see at SNL 50 or at least a moment about uh, with this, which is give me some version of a hot take show at the SNL 50. We did at the beginning of SNL 48. We did that whole Manning cast sketch, and everyone was like, "Oh, guys, that's kind of like what you guys do." And then for so many weeks on the Hot Take show, they're like, "Oh, are they ever going to you know touch like podcasts or people who review the show?" I think back in the Ebersol days, they had like Siskel and Ebert show up live during the show and review sketches. Now we could do some version of self-analysis of the show during the show. And I'm not saying it has to be me, but I'm just saying, I think you could perhaps have different cast members doing some reviews, doing some fun at the fact, because believe it or not, the fandom, there would be no SNL if there was no people watching the show. And I think that include the fans in some way in the show could be a very special moment. So my official wildcard pick is that there will be some version of a hot take show at the 50th, where we will do some live analysis of Saturday Night Live. Bill, what do you think?
2: Some version. It better be us. (laughs) 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 Let's cut to outside Radio City and see John and TJ and Kirsten and Sammy and Bill doing a hot take live in action. Absolutely. Why
0: not? I don't think hey, Lauren got- is letting TJ anywhere near the building if he thinks Paul Gagnon <laughs> was a needle. <laughs> he, he, unless I'm an audience <laughs> member, he, he shouldn't. Uh, just keep looking at the rabbits, John. Just keep just keep looking at the rabbits. It's a sweet, sweet dream that you got. Um, but I, I I do think there should be some kind of like it would be really fun for there to be some type of fan acknowledgement. But I don't think that goes beyond. Um, say, like I mean, it'd be fun if there was some type of like. Pre-tape, just like like if SNL was a less was like a more serious show, I could see some type of like pre-tape where it's like just fans thanking people or telling stories about how the show brought them together. Like there's something like that that's like very tender, very sweet, but it's not funny. Um, so like no, uh, but I'm, not, no. I'm
1: not even saying like hey, like let's cut to the fans outside to like acknowledge what's happening in SNL 50. Like I don't think they need to do. <laughs> they that. Let, it's let us be freeze outside <laughs> of studio. <laughs> It's almost like it's almost ant- antithetical to like what what the show really is. If they were to do something like that, but I do think that like you can actually take the cast and like use an opportunity to do some like live like review of the show. So, Kirsten, am I like crazy here?
3: No, there's like there's a part where it almost felt a little meta, where they were almost involved in it, you know, to a point, and there was like that was the live aspect of the show, um, which is a slippery slope. I feel like from a broadcast perspective, they should there should definitely be some interstitials like that aren't part of the show, but that are part of like NBC's, you know, live coverage of this momentous event. So, you know, who needs the ESPN desk when you've got the hot take desk?
0: Yeah. They I might mean, bring it, Mike it, Murray on, like Manette just said. Like, just, mean, it, yeah, It's none I mean, of us. It's Mike Murray. <laughs> do <laughs> so time, live, the screen time. Live. at the 50s. <laughs> I mean, look, it could be
1: uh, something as simple as, like, Dana Carvey and David Spade doing some, like, what? live fly on the wall during the show. I mean, I'm like, it could be something as simple as that, um, you know, like a little Your bit. Your concept like, is podcast
3: integration of some yeah, sort. Sure. Yeah,
0: sure. Okay. Why not? Why not? I'm um, very glad that this podcast is pro-integration. It's a good thing. Good yes, you guys are yes. you guys are ahead of the times. Streets, one hundred percent. All of
1: you. Yes. Okay, Bill Kenny, you got a musical guest pick to go. So let's get to it.
2: It's hard. It's it's a hard choice here, and I don't know. We've had some great picks already, but I think I'm going to go with uh, an original era group that was only on the show together once, uh, but it was so famous and infamous that they came on. Uh, it was one of the first times we we saw a man kiss another man, and it wasn't meant for laughs uh when Mick Jagger kissed uh, the guitarist who I who's escaping me. But I'm of course talking about the Rolling Stones. Uh I, I think this would be a great way to to uh bring the arrows together. Uh Mick was just on the show in the fall. Uh still a friend of the show. Keith Richards was at the fortieth. Let's bring them all together, do a couple more songs and uh, you know, make it full circle. So I'm going with Rolling Stones. Why did I think you were about to say
1: Devo? (laughs) Fear, fear. Yeah, that's very close. But uh, yeah, no. I mean, obviously, this is this is a perfect pick, Bill. I I think it's a great call. Um, The Rolling Stones literally kicked off the fourth season of the show as hosts, and I just think that like the fun of this is. Uh, it would be incredible. And uh, clearly they're still, they still got it. So I think that uh, they could do it and they just performed with Lady Gaga. And, um, you know, like I I just think this could be a very fun integration of them, perhaps with even other artists through the generations. So Rolling Stones go to Bill Kenny. All right, Kirsten, you have a musical guest pick as well. So who is yours?
3: I do. I have been trying to decide between two different options. One would be a classic friend of the show band who have been on many, many times and span a lot of the decades of the show, which would be Foo Fighters. Um, My other though was Billie Eilish because I do think she's, you know, in addition to being like popular with younger people, she wrote a bond song. She's up for an Oscar. Like I think she's going to have a very long career. So you know what, in this moment, I'm officially picking Billie because it's, I'm more excited about that option. So, um, I think she's creative. I think when she did that kind of rotating stage thing, no matter how expensive it was, it was amazing creativity. And she would probably do something just as cool, if not cooler. And, uh, and I think she'd be a, a bet that if you look back, they would say, yeah, of course they booked Billie Eilish. She's an icon. And uh and that would make a lot of sense no matter how far in the future we go.
1: To me, this is a no-brainer. I mean, she I think when she was on in the fall, um, I compared her to Miley Cyrus in terms of what they do on the show. And I, I just think like it it just completely makes sense. I believe, you know, they're gonna go for the big names for sure, like the McCartney's and the Taylor Swifts and stuff like that. But like, um, not that Billy isn't on that level, but I'm just saying, like, I, I think that this to me is like um sort of just like the the first name that's going to roll off anybody's like tongue when they're like thinking of people who could naturally be a part of the show so um i love this pick here and it totally makes sense and i think this is uh this is you could cash one check that you're going to be like yeah this one's going to happen i would bet on that Mm -hmm. all right tj we're going to close our draft with you tonight where you can pick any sketch or pre-tape from the history of the show to be converted to an snl 50
0: moment so what are you going to pick Okay, so I'm I'm not gonna pick the super gay duo. Maybe maybe at the SNL 60th. Maybe that's that's, <laughs> that's what it'll, be. It is. <laughs> it'll be Punky Johnson um and Bo and Yang together. I don't know. But this is gonna be a little weird, and I just cause I so it's it's not gonna sound like great, but just, just go with me here. Actually, I'm not saying go with me. This is just a thought I had. So, what's another big thing that's like a piece of SNL history? The after parties. But the after parties are not necessarily something that the fans are as aware of. You hear Bowen talking about it on a podcast, or you hear Punky mentioning it in an interview, or I think there was a very recent sketch within the past year and a half where there was a um, a pre tape where the SNL after party was used as the backdrop for a sketch. It might have been a PDD. I know you guys know what I'm talking about. I just can't. Anna Thank you. Yes, that's what it was. And like so. That's another piece sort of of like the SNL lexicon, these legendary huge parties you hear about. um, I I think there's like a story Jimmy Fallon talks about, like Prince performing at the SNL 40th, like all the time. And it's a pretty like famous story. So what if there's a uh, you said I could choose like two pre tapes. It could be a live sketch. but I think it'd be harder to do as a sketch, but it's SNL. I think what if you did like, you know, after parties through the ages or like SNL parties through the ages and the narrator is cocaine. And so cocaine walks us through. I know they would never do it They on on that kind of big telecast. They would never do it. But like, I do think it is funny. Um, but like, cocaine is the narrator, and it's like Adam Sandler is dressed as cocaine. And every time there's like a transition to another scene, instead of it being like a star wipe, it's actually cocaine blowing across the screen. <laughs> and so cocaine takes us through the story, almost <laughs> like John Malkovich in that co- in that um that monologue. And like cocaine takes us through all the different stories from like people playing Chevy, you know, mostly like yelling at interns. Um, to, uh, to like Adam and Farley, like uh, Adam Sandler and like Farley, you know, like having a good time to, uh, you know, maybe one of the most recent cast members for sure, like snorting cocaine. And that's the way the story ends is with like cocaine is like SNL has been on for 50 years and we're going to go another 50. And it's like SNL times cocaine is like the bumper. So like, I know I, the cocaine bit is like the silly, that's just me like just like, fucking around. Um, yeah, it's, that's the bumper. Um I not, tag maybe that tag might be the term I'm looking for. Yeah, um, I'll know. Oh, sorry, I'm thinking of bumper in the sense of like um I think as NBC uses the term tag, where at the end of an episode it's like a 30 second. It's tip. a bump,
1: it's called
0: a bump, okay. Well t- tag's also a term that I've heard used for it as well. Um, but like maybe the the tag at the end of the sketch is like cocaine and SNL and it's like an endorsement or something like that. Again, cocaine doesn't have to be the feature. The concept itself is SNL after parties as some form Of, like, sketch, because that is another legendary thing about the show. I love what they did in the Anoday Amorous episode where they made that a backdrop. I think we as fans will find that a little fun to see this fictionalized version of it, but the cocaine is just like a funny little, like, button on it that, like, we all you know have an idea of so <laughs> yeah. yeah i just thought it was funny that's all oh that was that was a trip um <laughs> i, I <laughs> did you love the cocaine transition <laughs> well I, I i thought you had a beautiful idea that <laughs> i got <laughs> you could do you could do both like you could pitch it with cocaine but then take cocaine out of it it could just okay. be literally like adam sandler walking you through the story, like you have him do that, like, weird voice he likes to do, like he did in that lizard movie. So again, yes. cocaine is optional in this. Thing. I'm not endorsing cocaine. I don't do drugs. I'm like, have never done a drug in my life. But I think cocaine is a piece of SNL story that is mentioned so many times, and I do think that will be a funny, yeah. like, sort of like no, uh, you know what? Thank but, you for reminding yeah. me. We should we should yeah. book cocaine for SNL stories. <laughs> yeah, should, they, should cocaine
4: do the monologue? Yeah. You think? Should yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I is think cocaine so. going to yes. be available? <laughs>
1: uh, so, um, on that note, that that'll do it. <laughs> you guys it don't have any thoughts first... on my sketch? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh yeah i i
2: no honestly no
0: uh really bill, bill bill any thoughts you had any <laughs> any reactions
2: we, we've we done about a dozen of these drafts. We've never ended one quite like that, TJ. I, you have raised the level here right now. The the Mr. Irrelevant of the draft went to cocaine. I, I, I don't know what else you could say.
1: Yeah, uh, he's sitting on all cylinders. He's he's throwing some speed balls, just uh, incredible stuff here from TJ. So. Re- really off
0: the cuff. All of that was – I mean I had like the concept written, like like a, just like the line, but all of that was just improvised. Yes. <laughs> Alrighty, let's be let's, let's Star Wipe I'm Let's let's wrap this thing up. Um
1: okay, so uh, we're gonna go around. I'll read out what everyone picked, and then of course uh, we will put this up at some point. You guys can vote on who you think is gonna have the most accurate or best predictions, or ones you want to see for SNL Fifty. So uh, here we go. Uh, T.J. Randolph for his cold open. He thinks SNL Fifty is gonna open up with a Mulaney musical. A monologue will be some sort of studio tour. We're gonna have a couple pre-tapes from him. One will be Lonely Island esque. Another will be the SNL After Parties Through the Ages, narrated by Adam Sandler as Cocaine. We got the musical guest <laughs> Paul Simon. And a wild card pick of Dave Chappelle just appearing at some point during SNL 50. TJ, would you like to defend your picks?
0: No, because these are the picks of a madman. I, I know I sound crazy because I just didn't have enough time to prepare. Um, so I'm sorry to the listener that this is so, like, insane. We, we, um, we love
1: you. We love it. It was great. Um, I'm was sure fun, the listeners are you know. enjoying. So, uh, thank, so great job, TJ. Um, Kirsten, so you uh, open up your SNL 50 with some Maya and Marty doing some music. Uh, Tina and Amy are going to host the monologue and bring up some of the greatest women in SNL history. You also have an In Memoriam sketch uh, with some of the characters that we'll see there as well. Pre-taped with some PDD craziness, musical guest Billie Eilish, and some Eddie Murphy definitely involved in SNL 50. Anything you want to say about your
2: picks tonight?
3: I'm very happy about my picks and by the way, TJ, I think you're thinking of the Lonely Island sketch, Great Day. That's all I'm picturing in my head right now, <laughs> Andy Samberg.
0: That's another, that Wonderful. is another, another yeah, SNL yeah. cocaine connection. <laughs> That's right. Yes.
3: Uh, no, I'm, I'm thrilled with my picks. And I. this has made anticipating watching the show even more fun because this almost feels like a bingo card.
1: Yeah, for sure that would be that'd be cool so uh we could we could definitely get to work on something like that okay uh bill you're kicking things off with uh the greatest cold open in snl history a version of that the not going to phone it in tonight uh you're going to reunite the original cast during your monologue you will have some black jeopardy as a sketch as well as some presidential debates the rolling stones are going to be on stage for your musical guests and how about some weekend update with everybody who's ever hosted weekend update want to talk about your picks
2: Uh, I I think I've got the best swath of history of SNL 50. Uh, Lauren, give me those front row seats. Uh, I, I will be there to help you make the show great.
1: Yeah, I love it. Some great, great picks from you, Bill. Uh, so I had, i kicking off the cold open the way that SNL started with a uh, re, re, I guess, a redone of, oh, I don't know how you say that, I'm sorry, um, a, a redo of the Wolverines. Uh, we're going to redo that uh, 50 years later and have some new roles cast there, but it'll be fun to see the Wolverines again, kick off the 50th. Uh, so the way that we started things off will be happening. Again, our monologue will be full of the SNL writers with the sketches that they wrote. I think honoring the writers would be a great to have our monologue uh, be something special this time. I'm going to have a pre-tape sketch where we're going to do SNL auditions. So similar to the audition sketches you've seen in the past where you're going to have cast members play other cast members from SNL history. We're going to do some David S. Pumpkin's elevator slash time machine. And you're going to go through and see the greatest characters in SNL history. My musical guest will be Paul McCartney. And my wildcard pick is that there will be some sort of SNL analysis live during the show the same way that we do over here to help give a nod to the fans of the show. Sammy, your picks were fantastic as well. You're going to open up with some SNL locker room, which is something that they did back in the original days of the show. Some five timers club with Tom Hanks leading you to the five timers club of all five timers clubs for your monologue. How about a Lauren Michaels family reunion sketch as your sketch that you're picking? Something with Beck and Kyle and their SNL universe. We'll do that during SNL 50 with some of the greatest cast members. And then your musical guest will be, of course, Taylor Swift. You have to get her in there. And your wild card is that Robert Downey Jr. will make an appearance and maybe some other one season wonders? Would you like to defend your picks?
4: Yeah, honestly, I, I feel like I, I did a pretty good job. And if anything comes out of this podcast, I'm hoping we get Bill Kenny in that Lauren family reunion sketch. I think he proved himself here uh, on the podcast. But uh, yeah, no, very happy with my picks. And I feel like uh, if, you know, SNL was smart, they'd at least use a couple of these for the show.
1: Definitely. Yeah, this was so much fun. I mean, this this officially kicks off the countdown to SNL 50. There's going to be so much that we're going to talk about over the next year to celebrate SNL's history, both on this podcast and the actual show will do itself. We have some really fun things planned here, some things that we wouldn't normally do on the show. We have some things that are in the works now that we'll announce as we get towards the end of season 49 to help you get yourself ready for SNL 50. So I'm very excited to talk about that. And I'm sure we're gonna have a ton of fun podcasts leading up to this uh, giant celebration of SNL history for everything that's coming up right now here on the podcast. So we're headed into the Shane Gillis and 21 Savage week at SNL. So, Speaking of interesting, uh, this may be one of the most fascinating weeks in modern SNL history, and I can't wait to see what they're going to do on the weekend. And we will be live to break it all down on the Hot Take Show immediately after that episode airs. So join us at 1.10 a.m. to break down all the sketches from that episode. And then, of course, our Monday Night Roundtable will be in this spot next week. We got By the Numbers as well, and we will have two more episodes after that. Hopefully, we'll get those, sketch, uh, those host and musical guest announcements coming up at some point this week so to never miss anything we got going on here you gotta subscribe to the podcast youtube apple podcast spotify and make sure to follow the snl network wherever you can on all social platforms and search the saturday night network on any podcast app tj thanks for joining us man you were um a ball of fun tonight so please tell the listeners where they could check you out
0: uh you can check me out by never doing this podcast again because i always regret and feel like i'm doing terrible things and i just stupidest stuff, <laughs> but I'm really just trying to say it to make myself and make my, my federal panelists and the listeners laugh. I'm just trying to have a good time. Uh, shout out to Adam Sandler and his Oscar win, his Emmy winning role as Cogain. Uh, look for that in 2025. Um, but uh, if you'd like to to find me in some of my musings right now, I'm still doing. Right now, I'm doing um, a podcast called uh, Rabbit Trail. That's R A B I D. It's a 15 ish minute podcast where my friends and I honestly talk about whatever we want. Um, the past couple of weeks, I got a chance to do a couple of topics uh, that I just thought were fun and silly because I like talking about uh, romance and dating. So we did an episode on school crushes, like those. Awkward crushes that you have when you're like in like high school, middle school, like where did you have game? Did you not have game? Um, we also did an episode recently where we talked about um, Lefel's and I chatted about some of the bad flirting methods we've had uh, throughout our entire life, even though some of us are in very good, uh, uh, good, healthy relationships and still may not have game. Um, you know, so I think those are just like fun topics we got a chance to do recently. On uh, again, that's Rabbit Trail. That's R A B I D. Um, you can find it on any podcatcher. You can also reach out to us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at We Are Rabbit Trail. You can find me, TJ, at King Compliment on Instagram. Thanks for having me, John. Oh, and shout out to my appearance on uh SNL by the numbers with Mike Murray, uh, recently because that was a really fun episode to do. Uh, John, I'm glad you're feeling better. Um, but it was uh, that was a fun uh, recording with uh shout out Amanda Barkin. Uh, she's wonderful as well. And shout out Mike Murray. Sorry, C- uh, Kirsten, for interrupting. I apologize.
1: Thank you, TJ. And thank you for filling in with, for me uh, that night. It was great. Uh, Kirsten, so great to get to talk to you and get your thoughts on all this. It was absolutely wonderful. So please tell the listeners so they can check you out.
3: Yeah, you bet. And thanks again. This was an absolute blast. Um, you can check out, if you're in the Toronto area, a an event series that I co-host called Generation Women. Uh, find us at generationwomen.ca. It's an intergenerational storytelling event to elevate women's voices.
1: Thank you, Bill Kenny. Such a pleasure.
2: So tell you, so listeners where they can check out everything you got going on. Thank you for having me. I have nothing as interesting as uh, my fellow panelists going on, but uh, you can find me here. Uh, I was actually on with, uh, Thomas on the SNL hall of fame last week, uh, Trying to nominate Martin Short as a host for the SNL Hall of Fame, so check me out over there and uh, follow me at BKLove seventy three. Very exciting and was a great great
1: episode. And I believe uh, somebody else here is on the SNL Hall of Fame recently. So Sammy K, please tell the listeners so they can check you
4: out and anything else you got going on. John, thanks for having me as always. This was one of probably one of our best drafts ever, honestly. Um, you guys can find me at that Sammy K on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. As always, you can find me here on the SS snn on various shows including our Super Fan takeovers where we've done a ton of fun drafts like this and then yeah as john mentioned i was on the snl hall of fame podcast today talking about the great julio torres um, and his time as a writer on snl and uh just gotta shout out my man robert Downey jr again third time i think this is my actually my third time picking him in the draft which is kind of crazy so I'm just uh, I'm just a Marvel fanboy over here but uh yeah thanks for having me
1: yeah thanks sammy and i do want to plug also our feedback show last week i know we do put out a lot of content here but i you know if you don't listen to our feedback show um this is the one to listen to i think because i was on with sammy we had some amazing patrons of ours come on the show so these are the paid subscribers of ours that help support our show which you can always do at patreon.com slash the snl network they sign up for the show they call in and we just had a great conversation of the state of saturday night live i think season 49 has been a very interesting season some really good moments some other you know more divisive moments and I think we had some group therapy last week to talk through all of these moments that are happening during the season and discuss it. And I I just think I'm really proud of what we produced last week. And I think it was really fun and an interactive show. So if you ever want to be a part of those shows, you do have the opportunity, but definitely check out the one from last week if you didn't get an opportunity to yet. All right. So uh, thank you, to TJ, Kirsten, Bill, and Sammy tonight, and especially tonight because I know we put this together pretty last minute, but I think you all brought it tonight. So I appreciate you. And thank you to you know, all of our wonderful um, you know, production staff in the chat, including Alice and Matt, who helped co- you know, build the concept for this tonight. So appreciate you guys. Uh, my name is John Schneider from the SNN. We will see you next time, everybody. Have a good one.